Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of SNTR Gaming News covering brand new footage, a lot of new gameplay from Horizon Forbidden West, and I am going to have a very brief breakdown at the beginning of this video. We do like a little segment where I record it. It's for our other channel. It's an SNTR update, so if you're looking for a breakdown of everything that we're going to be looking at throughout this like three-hour live stream, it's right here at the beginning of the stream. We try and do this for you. That way you can have all of the goods right here at the beginning. This is an SNTR update. Tons of new gameplay footage from Horizon Forbidden West has descended upon us thanks to IGN having two different videos looking at a whole bunch of pieces of the gameplay. I grabbed a bunch of snippets from their preview and breakdown on their their blog about it to give you into a nice short video. If you like these SNTR updates, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my uploads. So one of the first things they talked about is how the game is more climbable. You may have noticed this in previous gameplay pieces of footage that basically everything can be climbed for the most part what you do is you use your focus to scan the area and it quickly highlights places that you can climb and surmount and go up adding to the verticality and the freedom of the game now there's also consumables uh, as well that will appear to you when you use your focus so the focus and the climbing is sort of becoming one and coming together to work in a synergy not just more scannable enemies can be more scannable so the environments you can scan but you can also get more information out about the enemies they've made that easier to scan them and you can specifically tag parts of the enemies if you're like man i really want to attack this part of the enemy and remember to you can actually tag that spot as a way to help you with your targeting. The pull caster, which you may have seen looking sort of like a grappling hook, adds a lot of easier verticality to the game, and they said that it gives you increased traversal freedom, opening up the size and feel of the game to a significant degree. The settlements that you'll be visiting will be deeper settlements with more worthwhile and varied rewards. You're not just going to be doing sort of like these trivial side quests that don't really matter. There'll be meaningful side quests with more NPCs, and they said that if you interact with an NPC, for a side quest, you will see them and interact with them later. They also said there's less filler in the game. This was a quote direct from the IGN article. Everything is built with more and better rewards in mind, whether they be new equipment, outfits, weapons, or key pieces of lore. So if you take the time to go through the meaningful side quests in the settlements, you should be well pleased. They talked about the story being really, really good, being better. There's a lot of focus on applying pressure to to Aloy as much pressure as they could and she has meaningful interactions with her friends you know that they're they're trying to help her but she does kind of keep things distant she does some she's sort of a loner and that continues in the story skills and combat have been dramatically increased if you want a breakdown of the six skill trees we have a video right here on SNTR updates of that but they said there's a lot more skills for your range combat but the melee combat has been improved significantly with a greater fluidity in animations there are also new and returning weapons so if things that you're familiar with or less familiar with are going to add to the combat as well enemies will have new and returning machines some that you're familiar with 
some you may have seen in the footage and obviously then some surprises that they haven't shown us yet there's already you know footage out there of the slither fang again we did a breakdown of that if you want to see that and then there is arena challenges where you can go and practice your combat against a bunch of different enemies as they come at you it sounds like that's going to be something pretty consistent at the settlements you remember when you were sort of out and about there were these areas where you could do these little challenges there are two modes on the ps5 performance and resolution if you're if you're worried about what the game looks like the game just is absolutely breathtaking according to ign they were switching between performance and resolution and they sort of enjoyed both for different reasons i myself always go towards performance because i want that frames per second they said it had stunning detail and appearance on the ps5 so Check out the footage and the breakdown uh, on IGN or check out our breakdown over on SNTR Gaming. As always, hit subscribe and the bell button and I will see you in the next video. And good morning, good afternoon to the rest of you. Thank you so much for being here. We hope you're having a great morning. We have so much gameplay to break down for you uh the second stream today we're going to be breaking down all the new elden ring gameplay but this morning we wanted to take a look at all the new horizon forbidden west footage there's a ton there's two different videos uh that ign has put up i had it up there in the corner uh going for you that it is uh let's see here if i can get my controls back there we go there's a 12 minute hands-on preview video and then the other one is big changes and comparisons between uh horizon forbidden west and horizon zero dawn right so they're actually drawing those comparisons so they've got two videos we can take a look at today we appreciate you guys being here yo what's good feed i see you in the chat royal duck coming in renewing the membership and getting a blue badge six months for christopher thank you guys for renewing those gaming memberships if you haven't done so already you can support the channel directly by hitting the dollar sign at the bottom of chat you can send a tip you can become a member if you haven't hit subscribe uh, yet or smash the like button be sure and do that make sure you are on live chat that uh, helps significantly uh, with your interaction so thank you everybody for being here this morning good to see you in the chat feed and everybody else uh, hope everyone's having a great day thank you cat I am sampling again uh, for the second time one of our um, one of our potential uh, spring summer uh, uh, rageous roast flavors. So we think we have one chosen. Uh, I'm trying it again this morning. So thank you guys uh, so much for being here. Oh, you thought it was a Black Sabbath shirt? No, this is another new shirt from 80s Tees. A really nice Black Panther shirt. Always remember if you enjoy these live streams or you tune in and watch the VODs. There's a bunch of links in the description below. It's a great way to support me. You can order a shirt from 80s Tees. Use my code LONO to get 30% off. Use my link to get disc plates. You get a big discount if you order disc plates. And then obviously the coffee, that's ours. You're supporting like a small family business when you order that. My wife and kiddos ship it to you and put little thank you notes in there. So get those various ways in if you're trying to support the channel directly. Now, it's free to support the channel with a subscription. So hit that. Hit the like button. Get us our first 100 likes on the video 
And make sure when you're watching the VODs, man, leave those comments. I try to reply to as many as I can. That also helps out the channel as well. So what we want to do is let's just get let's just get into this. Let's get into this. Now, the 12-minute video we're going to take a look at here, uh, this one has periodic moments where they've got a guy talking. Now, I, we're, we're not going to listen to what he has to say. Uh, we appreciate the footage. Uh, thank you, IGN. This is on their YouTube channel, and we're wanting to do a bit of a breakdown. So apparently they were talking to Jonathan Dornbush in this section of the video, just showing off the biomes. We've seen a lot of this, the biomes and sort of the vistas. And uh, they want to highlight a variety of things uh, in this one. And so this right here is one of the things we were talking about. You can see the 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 climbability of the game. That those those glowing lines are there because she has used her focus and that's that's how you can see those climbable structures in the game making it a little bit easier. We also talked about how there are deeper meaningful settlements in the game. It's not just sort of throwaway nonsense. They tried to make everything very meaningful with respect to the different areas. Uh, so this is the first preview, and it was written by Jonathan Dornbrush. So much of what I pulled from my Cliff's Notes this morning for you was pulled from an article on IGN. I was grabbing out the high points. I only directly quoted them once. I was trying to give quick paraphrases. And so that's an example right there of, you know, their, the, the idea that you're going to be interacting with NPCs. And they said if you interact with an NPC for a side quest, they will show up later again. Uh, and that will not be something that's super trivial. Here we get a nice look at, I think, the colors in the game reminding me, and the scope and size, really reminding me of some of the color, colorful areas of Ghost of Tsushima. A great blend here of very, like, clay, sort of red rocks combined with, you know, bright greens on the trees and reds and yellows. And I, I like the climbing UI. There you can see. So she scans, and then she can see the climbable. She can also see the consumable on the ground there. There was a green if you missed it. So she, she does a pulse here with her focus, and it reveals climb lines. But right to her left, you can see the green, like, diamond. That's a pick. That's something she can pick up. There's something up here she can pick up as well as she climbs. Kind of reminds me of some of the areas of Breath of the Wild. Uh, a little bit of a change in combat, having random, you know, little totem pole things she can stand on. This area reminds me of some of the challenges. And if you've seen footage up to now, you've seen this glider giving her the ability to not... You don't have to really worry about being up high. You know, you can drop and and seemingly right here's a great shot. You can glide for a very, very uh, long time. This section new in town is probably going to focus on the NPCs and the meaningful settlements. So they said that what they wanted to do was they they wanted to make it to where you would go to the settlements. There'd be meaningful lore and stories and interactions with the NPCs. They wanted to move away from filler. So if you're doing like side quests, uh, you know, if you're if you're doing side quests and things of that nature, they don't want it to feel like, oh, I'm just doing this for the sake of doing it. The map is going to be full of stuff, I'm sure. But they wanted those side quests to be meaningful, and that was something they gave assurances about. They, they said that if you wanted to just play through the straight route of the game, you could, uh, and it would be it would be good. But they wanted all side quests to contribute and add to that story experience if you were uh, playing through the game. I'm wondering if the green resource was the thing they called green shine in the Game Informers magazine coverage. Well, no, the green is simply if it's similar to the last game, the 
the green is merely an indication of the item's quality. There's different levels, you know, green, blue, purple, and up. And so that was a green item, a common item, I believe is what the green typically uh, refers to. And so here, here's them sitting down and having the discussion. So periodically they cut to that. But this is one of the settlements in the game showing you just kind of what it would look like. They try to make it look bustling and alive. People are kind of walking around. There's also various NPCs like shops and things you can interact with. Uh, and then some of the sections of the settlement are going to have those those side quests and missions for you uh, to do. Um, that was a pickup. Same color in the last game. Yeah, some pickups are blue. Some picks up pickups are green. It's just a matter of like, like when you defeat an enemy, sometimes the thing on the ground will have a green icon, blue icon. Um, I think sometimes even a white icon, depending on the the quality of the item. Uh, nice, nice section here to see some of the effects they're trying to add to the game with the lighting, sort of the the cascaded lighting coming in, and a little bit of a fog, uh, and just the realism in their clothing. And so here, here's an example of how she can just kind of come in and interact and have a bit of a cutscene with an NPC in a town, if that is something that you're looking for. Um, there was, I think in the first game, in, in, in Horizon Zero Dawn, there was actually a significant amount of meaningful dialogue that you could have in the towns, but there wasn't as many meaningful quests and things that you could do. Um, it, it tended to get a little bit like you would just sort of do it for the, the rewards, and here, a great example of, of good customization. Uh, not really seen this armor set before. Uh, she looks she looks a little she looks a little derpy here. She she she, she, she must have won something, and she's thanking people for cheering for her. So she, her facial expression is a little derpy. But the armor certainly looks cool. The 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 armor right on her on her chest. I like the the again. They use that pattern that that woven pattern of like fabric with with armor looks really really cool and some kind of a she looks like she belongs in that uh that wes anderson movie about the hotel (laughs) what was that one called uh she looks like she should be in that with that with that hat with the with the helmet um (laughs) uh in any case Breaking down the gameplay footage for you guys today. Horizon Forbidden West new gameplay, and we're taking a look at it. IGN got some really lengthy looks. This is only one of the videos they put up. The other video is a comparison with Horizon Zero Dawn, and we'll be looking at that in a moment. That's the arena mode, yeah. So every, every, I don't know if every settlement, but they did make it sound like a lot of the settlements are going to be having um, these arenas that you can go into and challenge the, uh, the 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 machines, and you know get your get your chops going, get your practice in on on the different machines. So I thought that was pretty cool that they were they were adding that as an element. Um, here they're gonna here they're gonna kind of outline some of the new foes. Obviously, you know the threats are are uh, have been outlined in some of the other videos that they've released, but they did say that there's a lot of new machines combined with returning machines as well in their in their breakdown again i just the graphics and the and the and the way the, how real the, the the characters look i think is very impressive they've done a much better job in this one with facial expressions emotions Horizon Zero Dawn definitely had this sort of mannequin feel to the characters, and they've really improved. They've really improved upon that, uh, I think, significantly. 
just based on the footage that we've seen so far. Um, all right, I'm gonna switch the music. That's enough songs of that new uh, of that new playlist. I hate to go back. I, the, the Harris Heller synthwave playlist is is gotten a little long in the tooth for us, but. We'll end today, and we'll see if I get those emails. The, cl- the copyright claims get immediately released, but it's a headache to get, like, 30-something emails that say you've been copyright claimed, and then 30-something emails saying that they've been released. They're trying to work on a better solution, but for now, you just have to go to their, 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 their website and get whitelisted. Um, yo, good morning, Hex. How are you? Kind of looks like it was Pieces of Shield Weaver in it. Yeah, yeah, like, influenced by some of the other... Uh, some of the other um, armor sets that have been in the game before. So here we get a glimpse at you know obviously the the main the main antagonist as well as some of the the machines that she's got with her. And silence there portrayed by Lance Riddick continuing our relationship with him. Potential fr- potential new friend there doting on uh, Aloy. Aaron here and Varl uh, play a significant role in the game going on missions with you. Uh, they really they really kind of give Aloy a hard time. Well, not a hard time, but they kind of they kind of give her some grief about accepting help that was highlighted in the uh, in the breakdown of their of their blog. So there's a return of weapons and then there's new weapons as well. They even show some of the menu systems I think coming up here. Yeah, here we go. So hang on a second. Let's try and get a freeze frame here. So they go in here. This thing is a frost blast sling. So it specializes in using frost bombs to make targets brittle during which they are more vulnerable to damage from other weapons. So the blast sling was in the last game, I believe, and you could you could outfit it with like different things. I've not played Horizon Zero Dawn in in, in an age. Looking here now at the green. Oh, so green is uncommon. Green is uncommon. So white's probably common. Green's uncommon. And then up from that, I believe, is blue. So when you saw that green pickup earlier, that's that's why it was green. Um, it, it could have been the item that the person speculated, but the green color had more to do with the classification of uncommon. Now, underneath me uh, is obviously IGN's watermark. This is their footage. They got a bunch of great footage. It says create job or upgrade. So you can, um, you can, you can create a job or upgrade seemingly here three tiers of the uncommon uh, blast sling. You've got your ammo, your perks, and you can add weapon coils. Likely that gets unlocked maybe when you level it up or upgrade it. Um, whoop, whoop, whoop. They gave us a little glimpse there or something. Um, let's make sure we get a peek at that. We might have to... We'll use the arrow keys to frame by frame it. There's the hunter bow. So they give us a glimpse of the hunter bow here. Uh, again, the, the UI and the menu system has been completely upgraded. This is very different than the last one. Uh, this is a balanced all-purpose bow best suited for mid-range combat. It can be upgraded to deal greater damage and deliver acid payloads. Now, you can see over here, it looks like they've done level 1, level 2, and now it says level 3 upgrade. It is red, so they don't have the level 3 upgrade yet. And if they are to do that, they get the coil slot unlocked. So my speculation was correct that the coil slot unlocks as you level it, and it's going to increase the weapon stats. There were purple weapons and armor. Yeah, you could go all the way up to purple in the last game. I don't think there was yellow or orange like legendary. 
Um, creating jobs was in the first one. Glad they brought it back. Nice. So here, uh, outfit upgrades. Uh, looks like they're going to go in and take a peek at Aloy here in the menu, adding to the RPG feel of the game. She's she's moving. She's not just sort of static. Uh, and so the, they're they're giving you this look. She's wearing a Nora anointed. Uh, well-worn armor made with repurposed technology from the ancient lab. Uh, after losing its power source, it was modified to augment ranged combat. So here you can see you can even level the armor. Uh, level one, two, three. So they've simplified the UI. Yo, good morning, Captain Kiwi. Uh, Captain Vivi, sorry. Um, so they've they've simplified this. You could level things and improve things in the first one, but it wasn't quite as clear as this. I think this is a better UI uh, setup that they have here. Did anyone use shadow armor? There was definitely some armor and things in the first game I just never really messed with. So now they go into the Nora anointed armor here. Again, uncommon ranking. And you're looking at, you know, the costs. I'm assuming the costs up here are associated with the upgrade down here to take it up to level two. That, that's, I think that's a fair assumption. So right now, it's showing you if you were to level it up, you would get acid resistance up from 12 to 18. And then your impact and melee resistances would go from zero to two. And then a plus one to concentration regen and a plus one to potent medicine. So as as far as I can tell, the green over here, it's pretty clear that's what you're going to get. It seems like you might already have these skills. I can't tell. It's difficult. You may unlock these plus one concentration. Okay, so if I'm going to speculate here, plus one concentration probably comes with two and the lock slot here probably comes with three, just a guess. I think it already has these because they're not green. Yo, uh, Invicta coming in with seven months of sub, uh, sub, seven months of membership. Welcome back. Thank you so much for doing that. If you guys are new and you're enjoying the coverage and the breakdown, hit that subscribe button. Typically, I am in this scene doing a gaming talk show Monday through Friday. I am safe for work. A lot of people subscribe to the channel and they just throw me on in the background like gaming radio throughout the week. So be sure to hit subscribe and smash the like button if you're enjoying the show. That's a great way to support what I do. And we're just combing through the footage here. Uh, Again, this is IGN's footage. And maybe they'll do an upgrade here and we'll see what happens. There they go. Okay, so outfit stats improved, but they don't show us the aftermath. Okay. Barrier is asking for 200 likes in the chat. No poll this morning? Yeah, here, let's do this. Let's do a poll. Uh, Let's see. Horizon Forbidden West new gameplay Uh, thoughts. Great uh meh we'll do great meh and bad there we go just just thoughts on the gameplay that we're watching oh we got a new unit here so it looks like they're showing off some of the new enemy units now so here it seems that she's got somebody on her side right she's got this guy blasting out acid that she's taking control of. You see him to the left there as she jumps, and then he comes in to secure the kill and teabag. <laughs> uh, 
too late, already unsubbed. Oh, that is that simple? And then, like, some little... These are, like, little monkey units, like, climbing the trees and yelling at you. Obviously, pterodactyls here, uh, worshipping the sun, as they should. Praise the sun. And, uh... Seems like these little totem pole things are strewn throughout to give you that verticality with the jump. The They call it a... I believe it a jump caster is what it is called. Let me make sure I'm calling it the right thing. The pull caster, I'm sorry. The pull caster is... Uh, got a lot of use, it seems. Got a lot of use, even in fights and things. And the destruct- destructible environments with that slither fang... Uh, slither fang... Um, that slither fang is just bussing the place apart. I'm here to drool for myself, but we can do it together. Okay, okay, Rad. I've never had that experience before, so it's first time for anything. She's got him covered in something, too. That uh, that must be that acid. Yeah, it's like slowly burning. That's a really cool effect. So she's put acid on him, and now she's using... She's got all kind of equipment at her disposal. I don't know if they're popping up the names. Let's get me out of the way here. Uh, Let me slide over just a touch. Let's go back to when she was swapping her weapons. It doesn't... Let's see here. Yeah, they're not popping the names up. So we, we, we can't really tell what some of the names of some of the things she's using here. That's some kind of a... Oh, wait, right there we might be able to. That's some kind of a crossbow that she's got. Oh, there we go. Here we go. All right. She's using a plasma bolt blaster. A plasma bolt blaster. So it is basically meant to be uh, some, some semblance of a crossbow, bolts, right? Using a bolt blaster. So she's using a plasma bolt blaster here, and it looks as though she has selected spread blast. And you can see here, there's two little triangles on either side. One looks like it's going to be precision. It's got like a little crosshair here in the middle. You guys are going to have a hard time seeing. This one has multiple arrows going from left to right, almost like a rapid fire maybe. Um, so some kind of a rapid fire, but right now spread blast, you're saying it's like a shotgun type. Um, and so that this, this, you can make more plasma bolt packs. You can see here down here with the resources. Uh, let me put myself on the other side for you. Uh, so you can see there that if you want to craft more, they let you do this. You can always kind of pull up this UI and you can make things on the fly. That's not new. That's right there from, uh, horizon, uh, zero dawn. And then <laughs> Eugene, perfectly, perfectly executed joke. Um, UI is um, the UI is very informative here. Okay, so let's just break down what we're seeing. So we have the plasma bolt blaster name, but you can see here the little diamonds where my mouse is. She's got it to level two. This bolt blaster is a blue quality. You can see the blue behind it, okay? And she's leveled it to level two. It can go up to level four, okay? Level four. And you can see here, there's a grayed out coil. So my mouse right here is going over a grayed out coil. So it's not been unlocked yet. Likely it will unlock on level three or four. But there is an open coil for modification. And then it shows here different types of plasma bolts, 18 of this type and then 16 of this type with like an arrow. Not sure what that means. And then down here spread blast with this one locked again looking like some kind of kind of a rapid fire and this one here looking like some kind of a precision shot. There's multiple arrows all pointing at a single crosshair in this triangle. So some type of a precision 
uh, blast, a spread blast, and a rapid blast is 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 probably how this one's going to go. Plasma bolt blaster. Now she switches to another weapon here, an iron eater shredder gauntlet, which she's got leveled up to four. Two coils unlocked, and you can see piercing shredders. So she's got her impact. I believe that's impact damage, and then this is piercing. I think or piercing and impact. I can't remember. Somebody help me out here. What these? I can't remember what these symbols mean. The arrow, the arrow puncturing looks like I, that's probably piercing. But I thought piercing was the broken shield. I, I could be wrong. Now she's got it set to triple shredder, and then she's got one here. Looks like a mine of some court, and this one over here looks like a cheeseburger. Honestly. Um, looks like a cheeseburger. I don't know. That's what it looks like. And if you and if you if you look her up here, she's got the Iron Eater Shredder Gauntlet, and then up here, Tear. That's right. Thank you, Any. So the broken shield is Tear, and then this is some kind of a uh, it's damage and Tear. Thank you. I forgot about Tear. Yeah, Tear is really important for like the really heavily armored uh, enemies. You want to have really a really high Tear level. Um, for that and the arrow is impact damage thank you guys okay I was getting it backwards I apologize again I have not played Horizon Zero Dawn in quite a while I love it and I was trying to replay it on PC but we were uh, we just were not able to put a lot of time uh, into it so thank you guys for uh, giving me the info there okay so she switches to an Iron Eater Shredder Gauntlet and I don't oh here's another one oh she actually goes past that one to same thing iron eater shredder gauntlet but now she wants acid shredders so you can see here she's got an impact damage rating and she's got her acid rating and it's still on triple shredder right you can see valor surge on top right oh yeah activate valor surge elemental fury yeah she's got this as well up here uh some type of a way uh, to, to, to add that or whatever so and you can see down here the resources required if she wants to make the acid uh, shredders and radical is asking for 200 likes she is uh, she's she's very excited to be here but she's also pregnant so you have to do what she says those are the rules I do not make the rules like that's basically law you have to do what she says because she is pregnant so I am sorry I'm only here to, to tell you about the rules I don't make them Uh, we could speculate a little bit here around here she's got her traps right here looking like a a fire trap and then this one looks like the red right this is this is like the red stuff on the ground this is the spear I think that she can throw down here at the bottom she gets like a spear she can throw this looks like another type of spear maybe you can throw a lot of them and then up here different types of arrows we got acid and we got frost and then this likely above is just one of her basic bows that she can uh, that she can use. So she opts for this. Oh, and it looks like it looks like the tool that you use in Highlight. If you're familiar with that game, uh, let's see if we can get a good freeze frame of her. Okay, so you can kind of see it next to me, right? It looks like like a disc that she fl- like she flings out, kind of like in the game uh, uh, in the game of Highlight. Let's see how she uses it. Yeah, yeah, she she kind of she kind of sidearms it at at them, and that's doing some type of a. It's not. It doesn't seem to be doing a good job. Maybe it is. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it did great for her. 
Man, she her agility, like they really, really worked on fluidity of animations. They talked about that in the in the IGN article that um they talked about how she is uh she, she her uh, melee combat melee combat is is very very agile and very very quick so guys again if you're enjoying the the content do me a favor man smash that subscribe button and like button we always love to meet new people we're doing a talk show here monday through friday a lot of times two talk shows a day and i am safe for work a lot of people throw me on in the background here let me pause the footage usually i am in this scene just doing a talk show hanging out with you guys talking about games because i am safe for work a lot of people treat me like video game radio so hit subscribe i'll be in your sub feed all week you can throw me on in the background i'll get you through your work day through your mornings talking about all kind of video game news uh this afternoon we have uh elden ring footage to break down brand new elden ring footage if you like lots of different games uh while this footage here is playing this girl's digging aloy i can feel it i can feel it she likes her she likes her likes her yeah look at that look at that i'm telling you i'm telling you there's a lot of body language going on here chat there's a lot of body language look at the way look at the way she kind of closes the space oh did you see that did you see that watch her eyes watch her eyes she does a quick up and down she does a quick up and down she checks her out look at that look there it is little peek little peek see eye to eye and then oh well who is this here she's checking her out chat (laughs) she was in the first game she made comments about aloy's hips oh yeah she digs her okay yeah she digs her i think everybody does personally it's petra i forgot about her i don't remember her shout casting the interactive cutscenes. oh she gets she checks she gets she gets a little peek she gets a little peek in there. She's been hitting on Aloy since the first one. I don't remember her in the first one. I really, really don't. She gave her the old up and down, man. She gave her the old little peek, little peeky peek. <laughs> um, if you like video game coverage, I'm acting like an idiot right now. If you like video game coverage, just a rundown of some of the things we've covered recently. Halo Infinite updated its store yesterday. Lost Ark released a new endgame breakdown. God of War uh, has had its release date teased by Sony. And then Dark Souls, a big exploit, shut down the servers of From Software. Um, they had to shut them down. New World, Elden Ring, obviously Horizon Forbidden West. So that's some of the content you could have enjoyed if you would have been here uh, in the days past. So thank you so much for being here this morning. I hope you're enjoying the show and the gameplay breakdowns. Uh, I really, really do. See, here's another example of, uh, of how the game has improved. Just that area right there. I think looks significantly better. So you see the lighting, but then the movement of the of the of the foliage is just really really nice. I know that's in the first one, but not quite as good as that. I think that's got a, a little bit more of a fluidity and a realism to it. Aaron here whooping up. I have this weird feeling. All right, does anybody else have this weird feeling? What the frick just happened? Does anybody else have this feeling? Look at look at look at Aaron's move set. Let's just study his move set. I wonder if they're going to do a DLC where you play as him and then play as Varl. So he's got he's got a block, right? He's got a dodge, okay? Kind of like a, maybe like a dodge parry and then he's got a big swing. I don't know. I don't know. That's that that feels like that feels like a move set to me. They could do like a little side story DLC with him and Varl and you could play as both of them. That's just an instinct that I have cuz they join you 
on a lot of the missions. Okay, so that's that video, all right? We'll re-watch that. It's a great video. Again, thank you, IGN, for, for a good, a really, really great first hands-on preview. Uh, it's got it's got already got 653,000 views. Now, they did a slightly less watched video with 150,000 views. This one uh, doing comparisons between Forbidden West and and Zero Dawn. So we get a little bit of a glimpse at some of the similar gameplay we've already seen. She's got her bellboy outfit on. You know, she's ready to take your luggage up to your room. Although, that actually, the armor is awesome. The hat's just a little awkward. She looks like she's either from Pirates of the Caribbean or Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, (laughs) uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. What's with the Uncharted clip? More than likely talking about setting up big scenes with motion or something and how they're advancing. I don't know. I'm not watching with the audio. So, all right. And then her buddy comes in and gives him the old tea bag. Okay, so he set. Oh, so they got the people who edit it right here at the beginning. Okay. Man, look at that. There's the old up and down. Ooh, look at that. What an the details nuts chat the details nuts i can see her eyebrow hairs individual eyebrow hairs she's even got listen this is what it's like when you have long hair look at the little look at the little like the little frizzy ones that come out that's so that's what it's like (laughs) that's what it's like man oh man there is so much they've done so much detail to the character even her little shoulder piece has got little scratches in it little you know little evidences of wear and tear you know man and then the fuzz here very very well done man looks blurry what looks blurry you it's got that's that's you that's your internet connection there's no neck sweat yeah I don't care what anybody says. Aloy is beautiful. She's stunning. Look at her eyes. You see what her... Look at that little micro expression with her eyes. Watch her eyes. Eyebrows up. Look at that. They've done such a good job with the emotion capture in this game. It was so lacking in the first game. It was so lacking. They do such... The little micro expressions, man. So good. Now here again, they're they're showing off the climbing. We we looked at this in the other footage. If you're just tuning in, this is a, okay. So here is Horizon Zero Dawn. So there, there you're, you you get a nice you get a really really nice comparison here of the fluidity of climb. Look at this. Okay, so many places for her to grab onto, and then here, no visible grab holds other than the small clues they would give you. So they're they're going to be doing a comparison here to Horizon Zero Dawn. And this is a nice side-by-side to show the differences in fluidity, just her arm movements, her legs, uh, her hair, even her shoulders. Even her shoulders are less stiff. Look, 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 look at this. Really, really break down every point of motion. So her shoulders are less stiff. They're very, they're a little bit more stiff in the left footage. Her hands have more points of movement. Did you ever get a doll, like a little action figure doll growing up? And you always had the one whose arms could only go... Uh, let me pause it. The arm could only go like this, right? 
And then you got the one that like the wrist could do this and the elbow could do that and the and the shoulder was a ball joint, right? That's the difference there. She's got way more points of movement in the, in the, in the new footage. Way more points of movement. They've really upped it. Look at her hair. Look how stiff her hair looks in the left one. See that balance of her hair? It's like it's one big giant piece of hair. Yeah? And then look at her hair in the left one. It's got individual sway points, individual like movement for the braid. The braids move a little bit different than the underlying hair. That's really, really good differences. Very, very good differences. Those are the intricate details that I think people are missing when they're like, it looks like a PS3 game. Here again, noting the differences in the, the noting the, 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 the differences in the world, the shadows and the movement, like there's leaves in the dust instead of just dust. Right here, great example. If you look at the dirt and the grass on the left, let me get out of the way here, okay. If you look at the dirt and the the road and the grass on the left, it's more drab, it's less defined, okay? And on the right, it's got more definition, more dynamics to it, more vibrant. It's 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 clearly more defined. And here's a great comparison of the tall grass. Just again, they've they, just ever so slightly, ever so slightly, they've upticked the details in in the grass to make it seem more more alive, more real. Just the way the light's hitting it, it's it, it's very very slight, but it's there. It looks very very good, very very good. This is good work. I'm I, IGN did a great job here. This is good comparisons. <clears throat> Hair, hair physics still seem exaggerated. Well, sure. When you're walking around, your hair's not swaying like that. Like it's got its own, like it's got its own mind. But it's, it's, it's for, it's for the effect, right? <clears throat> Said it once. Say it again. Aloy been fine. I always thought she was beautiful. I never understood why people didn't think she was pretty. I thought, I thought she, I thought they made her. I don't know. I, I thought that she was gorgeous in the first game. Her little hip sway was, was. uh was always something, you know, <laughs> that was attention getting, I thought. And was like, man, she's she's definitely feminine, but she's not strutting around in a bikini, you know? She's got her own way of being being feminine. She's like a strong warrior who still, you know, can get the attention of folks. Yeah, so here that that's a that's a good comparison there of the climbing. That's a really good comparison to the climbing here. So again, it's not there's there's a there's more fluidity on the right. There seems to be a quicker response too. Sometimes the grabs and the climbing could be a little frustrating in the first one. Um, overall, though, yeah, look at that. You see how she used the the pull caster. So so she gets here and she decides, no, nah, I'm just going to go up there. So she skips a significant portion of the climb on the right by using the pull caster. That again, that that immediacy and verticality and that that traversal freedom is very nice. She even spin, she spins around. It's a little clumsy. She's like, eh, ooh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is a great shot right here. Holy moly, just really nice. The physics on the, the physics on that on that destruction. Look at that. The individual pieces and how they fall. That's good work, man. That's good work. Whoever worked on that, I hope they get a pat on the back. That's excellent. That's excellent. You don't like the yellow line marks? 
I think you can turn them off, Andrew, or just don't use your focus. I think when you pulse with your focus, they show up, or maybe... Yeah, right here. See, they're not there. So there's no there's no lines here. So it looks like you can either turn them off or just opt not to use your focus and scan. Because I have seen sections where she's climbing and there is no climb line. So if you don't like them, that's probably an option in the HUD, the display, or... Just don't use your focus when you're climbing. If you don't like, if you feel like it's an immersion breaker, um, so that's a good video for comparison. That's a good video uh, for comparison. But let's let's give this let's give this bad boy uh, a rewatch. This has got good stuff in it. This video here, it's got good stuff in it. Man, again, again, just. Just undeniable, undeniable that the game, the game, this is, this is a truly significantly much better looking game uh, than the first, which I, the first game was, was magnificent looking. I I think they had, personally, I think they had a tall order. I think they had a tall order here. I don't think it was, I don't think this was an easy task, you know, to make this look as good as it does. You're dope, Lono. Thanks for your work. Well, thank you. Hey, if you guys want to show some appreciation for the show today, man, hit subscribe, hit the bell button. We always love meeting new people. Take the poll at the top of the chat. We cover all sorts of video game news. I'll do, here, let me do a little station identification. We'll pause the video. Typically, I'm in this scene doing a talk show talking about gaming news, whether it's Halo, New World, Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon Forbidden West. I'm also safe for work. So you can subscribe in confidence. Tons of people, they subscribe. I'm in their sub feed all week, and they treat me like video game radio. They throw me on in the background, and I get them through their workday. So thanks for being here. Uh, Hopefully you're enjoying the breakdowns. Obviously, periodically, I pause and geek out a little bit because I think there's a lot of good stuff here. Uh, and we always go back through and, and we, we, we even miss things. Something that we missed here that I think is is usually not done all that particularly well uh, is weather and the snowfall here I think is nice you've got you've got multiple layers to the snowfall you can see that it, it, varying sizes varying fall patterns and it, it it feels like it's real instead of just sort of like a, a thing on on the front of the game you know almost like a filter it's like actual snowfall did she have snow on her yeah 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 it looks like is that snow on her outfit or is that what her outfit looks like it's hard to tell. Yeah, it's hard to tell if her outfit just looks like that or if that's like evidence of snow on her. Subscribed. Welcome. Thank you, Tremail. Thank you to all the new new subs. Let me see if I see any new subs uh, in chat. I always like to say welcome to you. If you're a new subscriber today, uh, you can you can say something in chat and uh, we, we will welcome you. We, we love to see new names in chat. What are we watching? Far Cry Seven? Yeah, yeah. J- right on time, Fairy Man. Right on time. Come in and come in and and and, and say something negative. <laughs> right on cue. <laughs> I don't want the audio of what Biden said. I just want a GIF. So when somebody comes in and says that, I can go full screen and hit the GIF of Biden just saying, "What? What a stupid son of a." <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I love it. What a great human moment. <laughs> what a stupid son of a... <laughs> oh, man. 
What a world that we live in, chat. It's most likely snow on her. Since the Frozen Wilds, they added more detailed effect of snow getting on her outfits. Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. It's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. <laughs> Good morning, D-Tom. Uh, nothing Biden does is funny. Oh, I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> I, I've never found him particularly funny, likable. I don't have a, I don't have a strong opinion on him, but I thought that was freaking hilarious. <laughs> I thought that was freaking hilarious. We're not going to get into it. We're not going to get into that. I don't I don't get into that. I, I don't I don't have a strong opinion on him in one direction or the other. But I saw that clip. I I I gave out a wry chuckle. <laughs> I listen, it's like a news blooper to me. You know, my favorite bloopers are news bloopers where they don't realize their mic is on. You ever seen that one where the woman gets so mad she's like the f are you doing and she doesn't realize her mic is on? I don't know. I, that kind of stuff makes me laugh. I don't care who it is. <laughs> I don't care who it is. It's some of the best bloopers are when people don't realize their mic is on. <laughs> oh. Um. So if you miss some of the earlier coverage, what they're showing off here is more meaningful, deepened settlements. So the you can you can have interactions with NPCs. This here, you can see, like, this is not super important. She, you know, she picks up an onion and sets it down, uh, talking to somebody cooking. So you, you, you don't have to do that. But they did indicate that if you do want to interact with the NPCs in the towns, that it'll be more meaningful. They said the rewards will be more meaningful. It's not just going to be like a bunch of filler. That was something that they really worked on. I think that's a great section to show off. Uh, the water, I think, I think water has gotten better in this. It just, just the light shimmers and distortion on the rocks uh, that you can see. Uh, we'll do a little bit of a frame by frame here. You can see the the, the distortion, water distortion on the rocks. <coughs> Water distortion on the rocks, as well as the, the the refraction of the light and the reflection of the light. Very cool. Very, very good work. So to the person who earlier said they don't like the climb lines, here's another example of her climbing without climb lines. Again, we don't know. Um, we don't know. She seems so awkward there. It seems almost on purpose. We almost have 400 votes on the poll. Let's go. Let's go. That's a good, that's a good turnout for the poll. Did I hear distortion? What's good, Distorted Sama? It'll be alright for the PS4. There's already been leaked footage of the PS4 that people have said looks very, very good. Yeah, if you guys want to support the channel directly, uh, obviously hitting subscribe and the like button, that's great, that's free. There's a dollar sign at the bottom of the chat box. If you press that, you can send a tip. You can become a paying member and get a badge and get emotes. You'll get increased access in our Discord. If you like hanging out in Discords, our Discord's open to everybody, but we do have increased access once you're a paying member. You can also order some of my coffee. Again, that's a, that's, 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 like a, that's something that my kiddos and my wife send to you. That's not a partnership that we have. I'm always wearing a shirt. Let me show you. I'm always wearing a shirt from 80s Tees. Today we have a very cool classic Black Panther. And then obviously those are displates. This one here, if you're interested in Horizon Zero Dawn or Forbidden West. Nice one there with a silhouette of Aloy on the tall neck. Um, you can use my displate link below or the command in chat. Same thing with the shirt. Same thing with the coffee. Those are easy ways to support the channel directly. More, I, I just let's 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 do a little bit more fawning over the details again in the in the world. Um, a little bit more fawning. The the wood, 
texture and the metal texture. Just great work here, honestly. Very good details. Five months from Rad. Bayloy tickling the pregnancy hormones. Can't wait uh, for next month. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you're you're having that experience, Rad. Some people at this point don't don't have the experience that you're having. So hopefully it's it's uh, you can you can you can stay in that lane as long as possible. <laughs> uh, in any case. Um, <laughs> Like the day you were doing voice warm-ups on the hot mic? Yes, yeah, I do vo- I like vocal warm-ups in the morning. I, I hum scales like because it helps you, your voice warm up <laughs> and you guys got to hear it. <laughs> Good morning. Um, so yeah, again, just even world detail, you know, the, the, with this door that he's opening and you can kind of see a little bit of the, the, the metal there, the detail on his hammer. Uh, just some good work. Very, very good work here. Eight months and going strong. Oy vey. <laughs> uh, well, good for good for both of you. There again, I, I think, there again, just to fawn over the graphics, just to touch here, we got, we got an, an, another great look at Aloy. Uh, and just the little details, the little things that they've added. You can see one of her hair... You know, these, these, you can see it's right above my mouse, a little hair frizzing out, just a little one, uh, adding just those little touches of realism. I think they've put a lot of care into this game to make it look significantly better than the last. Uh, and it just, yeah, great work all around. And then, and again, micro expressions. They've really, really mastered the art of micro expressions. She does like an uneasy smirk at the end and she kind of checks the guy, like, that's really, really well done. That was something that I really liked in Days Gone. If you haven't played Days Gone yet, Days Gone has Days Gone has some of the best micro expression, like emotion capture uh, of any game uh, that I've seen. Very, 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 very well done. Um, and I think I think we're seeing similar work done here. Similar, uh, similar work done here with this game. When does it come out? It comes out next month on the is it the it's the eighteenth, right? It's the eighteenth, is it not? It's next month, February eighteenth. Yep, February eighteenth. I want to check myself. So many games come out in February, it's hard to remember all their release dates. This comes out in February. Uh, Elden Ring comes out in February. Sifu comes out in February. Dying Light Two comes out in February. Um, you agree with that? Days Gone was one of the first games I've ever played where I was like, oh my gosh, the emotion capture is so, is so stinking good. Who is this in the front though? She's ready to go. So Aloy's back there. They're ready. They're ready for a fight. And there's the bad guy. There's the bad lady. She's coming for you. She's got her, she's got her chicken raptor. I think that's the official name, chicken raptor. That's a great shot of her. Yeah, look at that. Shit, look at that look of intensity, man. (laughs) That's good. Again, just, that is such good emotion capture. There's intensity on her face. There's contempt. There's disgust. Like, this is really, really good work. This is really, really good work. Days Gone equals Uncharted with zombies. (laughs) Mo, you always make it obvious you've not played games with your horrible summaries of them. (laughs) You should do a you should do a channel that's like the antithesis of Let's Plays. It's Mo Don't Play. (laughs) 
Welcome to another episode of Mo Don't Play, uh, where Mo Don't Play games. And I'm going to tell you what I think about them. Days Gone, it's just Uncharted with zombies. That's right. I know I haven't played it, but that's what I think. And I don't think you should bother with it because we've all seen and played enough Uncharted. We've all seen and played enough zombie games. So thanks for watching another episode of Mo Don't Play. Uh, <laughs> me with my free ideas. There you go, Mo. Start a YouTube channel. I don't know why they played this twice here. <laughs> Mo plays many games. You didn't play that one if you think it's if you think it's Uncharted with zombies. Great work here again. Look at that. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, her profile, her profile is very, very nice. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. So when you look at somebody from the side. I don't know if you've ever noticed profiles. I noticed jawline, eyebrows, and profiles. She has a just a really, really great, great profile. Very stunning. They've done an excellent job with her. I don't get I don't get the criticism. I don't. She is beautiful. They did such a good job with her character. Really great profile. And look at that eyebrow. <laughs> her eyebrows are honestly the one part that's not realistic because they're so full and so well shaped. She clearly takes time to take care of her eyebrows. <laughs> they're they're a little they're a little full and a little well shaped, but we'll let that one pass, right? But she's got a great profile. They did a very very good job with her character model. It looks realistic, and you can tell too with the independent light sources that they're using. Like something is over here in the corner, hitting that side of her face, and then over here, not so much. More it's more smoky on this side uh, of the screen. They've just man, I, I I'm telling you, get a room. You can you can establish something's beauty without it being like that. Like grow out of a thirteen-year-old mentality that saying someone's beautiful means it's sexual. Like grow the frick up. Like I can say somebody's beautiful without it being like like that. They've done a very good job. Like I'm pushing back against the notion that she's not she's not pretty or beautiful, which is just utterly stupid. If you look at the way they've established just her profile, her jawline, how how perpendicular her face is. You know what I'm saying? They like people are dumb is what I'm saying. Even if you want to look at her head on like this, where she has a more full jaw cheek area, where she looks puffy. What you you look puffy. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad that he seems to be playing a pretty significant role. He was he obviously Lance Riddick is great, but he he was he was a little bit late game in the first one. So it looks like he's going to be playing a pretty significant role. Uh, symmetrical? What did I say? Did I not say symmetrical? <laughs> uh, she looks nice and weird other times. But you're not supposed to freeze stuff. Like, if I'm not freeze framing this scene, look, there's nothing weird there. There's nothing weird there. Yeah, when you freeze frame a moving character in a video game, you can make them look weird. I can make that girl look weird. Watch. All you gotta do is freeze it once she's in motion. You know what I mean? Look, man. Look at that. So non-distinct and stretched, and she looks kind of drunk, man. Like, look at her face, bro. Just look at her face. Look at that. I, that's, I just can't even get into the game. It's immersion breaking. Yeah, you're freeze framing something that's not meant to be frozen. Yeah, let me go get Photoshop, freeze frame it, and stretch your cheeks out so I can get a bunch of clickbait on my on my YouTube channel. 
<laughs> Again, great micro expressions here. Really good micro expressions. That little grin, the grin as she pulls her, her eyes, the way her eyes move. Really good micro. Look at that. Like her eyes open to get a little bit more wide. She she digs her big time. She's pulling her away. And then look at Aloy's face. Kind of looking around, a little bit bewildered. They have done they, they this this I've not seen micro expressions like this since days gone. Right? I've not seen micro expressions like this since days gone. Look look at this guy. Look at this guy when we freeze his face. What is he always skeptical? What's his problem? <laughs> Apologies to whoever this is. I'm obviously memeing. I'm obviously memeing. It's so unrealistic. Do you see what I'm saying? Like the, the, the subtle the subtle hairlines like he shaved this morning you know his well groomed hair I'm jealous of his salt and pepper on the sides like just so unrealistic to be that handsome <laughs> I, I am memeing totally <laughs> uh. real talk this one looks much better than the first and here we get a nice look at somebody giving her somebody giving her a uh, giving her a weapon again. Micro expressions. Watch her eyebrows. Watch her eyebrows. They're up, and then they're down. She's considering, skeptical, concern, and grabs it. Look at how many emotions they jam into that just that little couple of seconds, right? Eyebrows up out of interest, and they go down once she's actually looking at it, and the look of concern of like, oh really? Huh? Let me see here. Oh. Uh, okay. And then her eyebrows come down again. Come on, man. That's great work. That's really, really great work. Uh, really? Wait, you told me you only needed 340. Don't come at me. Don't come at me. I will pull that video up right now, sir. You told me all you needed was 340. I didn't give you... I gave you 354. That's on you. That video raw is 354, sir. That's not on me. That's on you, sleepyhead. You forgot. You forgot what you told me. You said 340 was all you needed. I gave you 354. How is that not enough? (laughs) <laughs> you forgot to add your, your your 20 seconds or whatever you told me you could do at the end. Uh. Ooh, come on. Oh, that wasn't a very good one. Don't okay, buddy, me. You literally said all you need is 340. That's, that's exactly what you told me. 340. You want to hash it out in public? You're the one calling me out in a DM with a 355 video. That's not my fault. You told me I didn't have to hit four. (laughs) You literally said that. You said, yeah, you don't have to hit four. You just had to hit 340. You gave me six seconds of dead air to start the video. I didn't give you six seconds of dead air. Maybe two. 
I, I do that because you told me sometimes it was chopping it off. Sometimes OBS says it's recording, but it's not really recording. Like the first one to two seconds, it might not actually be recording. I didn't do six seconds of dead air, though. I sat there for maybe a solid two to three seconds to ensure it doesn't chop off the beginning. You told me to do that, too. You told me to do that. You said that sometimes it's chopping you off. So I made adjustments because it's I don't know what it is. It's probably something to do with the hard drive. I don't know. Who said it's bad? Show yourself. Yeah, let's look at the poll. A 2% have out of 500 have said this looks bad. Yeah. They're crazy. They're crazy. We need five more likes for 300. It's one video. But I did the things you told me to do. You told me to do those things. <laughs> you said leave space at the beginning so it doesn't chop off. This is an SNTR update. So I've been doing that. And then you told me I only needed 340. So I gave you a 355. I don't you trim it. <laughs> trim it. Add it. We'll screw it. We'll do it live. Like <laughs> I literally yada 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 blame creature. I'm not blaming creature. I did I did what you told me to do. I'm not blaming you. You came at me in a DM. Golly frick, chat. My producer is giving me grief live on the air. I did exactly what you said to do. Bake the cake three tiers high. I baked the cake three tiers high. What'd you do that for? Because <laughs> you told me. <laughs> Let me go back. I wanted to talk about this. Where was it? Where was it? No, not them flirting. It was... Uh, da, 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 da. No. No. Yeah, they brought back the classic jump down. I love that. This is such a tribute right here to Assassin's Creed jumping in a, jumping in a, a, a hay bale. That's classic right there. What was it? I was I saw something. What did I see that I wanted to talk about? It was the um I can't remember. I can't remember. It might have been the post that she was jumping up on. Like, I wonder if those posts are unique to that specific area and tribe, or are they going to have other areas um, where where they uh, where they do different things? Like, in this area, they're like these wooden totem poles. Are they going to look different in other areas is, I guess, what I'm thinking, because there's different tribes, different areas, different parts of the world that you can go to. Are they going to give you those, like, instant verticality jumps in those other areas, and are they going to look different? Because it seems like it seems like that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to give you these like totem poles to 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 jump up to. Um, the two percent that's bad. Oh, those are just people clicking the option because it's there. I don't think the people that are clicking the option saying it's bad. I don't think that they genuinely think that. <laughs> Producers, please do this offline. It's bad for the show. Oh, it's fine. We were just, we were, it's, Creature is, is, is in chat regularly. We were just having some fun. What? It's like a three hour broadcast. That was like two minutes. Are are you going to be okay? Are you going to be all right? Two minutes of me having some banter with my producer. You, I think you'll be okay. Um... Oh, okay. Yeah, if he's if he's live, we can do that. If he's if we can do that creature. 
Not enough gameplay? Who said there's not enough gameplay? I'm the 2%. Not enough gameplay? Wait. What? Are you kidding around, Butters? I said, meh, the first one was not good to me. Wait, the first game? The first game was not good? Uh, you want know bad for the show? Crying about something being bad for the show. <laughs> uh, I'm a sucker for redheads. Yeah, man, you gotta watch out for redheads. I went. I worked. I worked at Hollywood Video. When I worked at Hollywood Video, uh, and uh, I dated a redhead, and uh, she was she was awesome. She was super funny. She was super assertive. She was great. She was a really she was a really good person. We were we had a, like a group of friends, and that's how I that's how we kind of like got to hang out in groups first. She was super dope. She reminded me of a little bit of the doctor from Star Trek Next Generations, if you remember her. Boop, boop, boo. This is a story trailer. No, no, it was. No, this is. No, we're not watching a story trailer. That's. That, hang, hang on. Let me, let me help. People are struggling to read here. Horizon Forbidden West, the first hands-on preview. They show you menu systems, weapons. They show you fights. They show you combat. They show you new climbing. They show you the pole caster. This is, we're not watching story trailers. What are you? Th- what are you doing? There's uh, th- yes, they show you some story elements. It's captured on a PS5, and it's gameplay. And then, and then this is a different video that they did where they're comparing Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. Like, we're not watching story trailers. They've got her interacting with NPCs and stuff, but that's part of their hands-on preview. They're talking about how the 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 it's more meaningful. Uh, it's more meaningful uh, settlements, more meaningful interactions with NPCs, and all of the rest. Um. <laughs> gonna be doing this all day <laughs> it's pretty funny honestly it actually is not bad um, <laughs> I'm sorry I thought you were only watching the story trailer from the other day no 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 no. The, the, the title of today's stream Horizon Forbidden West new gameplay this is all new IGN has blessed us with a great breakdown we covered it at the beginning of the stream I did a four minute recap of kind of their 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 uh, their blog that they did and now this is a nice comparison of of what they've done with the world and the lighting and the, and the you can see here this is a great section to showcase the differences in if you again if you look at the road the grass the lighting the dirt there's just there, there you can even almost see texture popping on the left that's zero dawn on the PS5 by the way on the left that's that's not on like a weak system that's Horizon Zero Dawn with the upgrade to 60 FPS. You can see texture pop in on the dirt road. And on the right, you don't. Like, it's just very, very, very well done. Nice differences here, too, in the tall grass. Um, Bought my PS5 just for this game? Okay, okay. Yeah, people, I was just making sure, like, you know, I wasn't trying to clap on you too hard, Fuzzy, but it's like, we are not watching a story trailer. We're watching great gameplay here. Really, really good stuff. You're okay. You're okay. I mean, gameplay, gameplay. Have a look about uh, as hard as a guy looking for something in a location his girlfriend told him the item was, but I have not seen any new mechanics. Did you watch? What are you talking? What? You've not seen any new mechanics. Maybe you just got here. 
You've not looked that hard. Yeah, you 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 just got here. I broke down a bunch of new mechanics. They've got new UI. They've got ways to level up your weapons and your armor, and they've got that that the UI that shows how that works. We had different weapons that we broke down. Um, the way that the the way that the focus works for scanning climbing routes. They're showing a difference here on the climbing routes. Now you may have seen the climb lines in previous gameplay, but they outline like how it works with the focus. You scan, and then there's climb lines. Now something else that they show coming up here is her skipping the climb. She opts to use the pull caster. Now we knew the pull caster was in the game, but it's clear you can use it for that instantaneous verticality. This isn't new, right? I know that you've seen, we've all seen this, like the gliding. Uh, this is an arena, I think, one of the arena fights. Uh, she's fighting a slither fang in the arena. And then these are these seem to be again strewn out. So I'm wondering, that's what I was wanting to talk about earlier. I'm wondering if these posts, these like totem pole things she's grabbing onto, I wonder if every area is gonna have their own version of them because it gives her this ability to kind of get up away from the combat um that that wasn't there uh previously. Usually you were trying to either get you know, get on a wall or a structure, but those things seem to be kind of strewn throughout. New mechanics, they added the shield wing and grappling hook, new climbing system, new NPCs, new scanning. Yeah, if you've watched gameplay up to now, some of that might not be new, though. Like, the grappling hook and the climbing, we've already seen that. I think that maybe what is, is what he was saying is, we've already seen some of this stuff. I pre-ordered the steel book of Horizon Forbidden West. Let me, now that we're, we're, oops, now that we're kind of in between videos here, let me, let me do a little, let me do a little quick station identification. We'll go back and watch the really long one and we'll highlight some of the new mechanics that maybe you have missed if you've just gotten here. Um, usually I am in this scene. Monday through Friday, we do one, sometimes two talk shows a day. I have a second talk show scheduled for today. It's Elden Ring gameplay breakdown. More gameplay for you from another game that was shown uh, during a Taipei game show. And we'll be looking at that later. I am safe for work. We have lots of dialogue, discussions, and debates here. It's usually very lively and very passionate. Not a lot of dead air. A lot of people treat me like video game radio. So they can throw me on in the background in confidence because I am safe for work. So do me a favor if you haven't already. It's free to hit subscribe. It's free to smash the like button. Those are great ways to support the channel. Uh, You can also, if you want to support the channel directly, at the bottom of chat, there is a dollar sign. And that is a way to send a tip or become a paying member. Uh, paying members get a badge, they get emotes, and they get increased uh, access in our Discord server if you like using Discord servers. Um, so thanks so much for being here. We also have sponsors and things that you can check out. The shirt I'm wearing, the disc plates in the background, or our coffee. Those commands can be used in chat as well. Um, do Red Gaming, it's not uh, just a Horizon channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what did Vengeance say that he says, why are you here? Vengeance says, I said mad primarily because I'm not really interested in this game. Yeah, yeah. For, just just so we're clear, uh, OC Read Gaming, a lot of these people show up every day, even if they're not interested in the game that I'm covering, because they just like the show. They just like the, the video game radio show, basically, so... That's a try slowing it down to show all the detail. This is a good spot for some detail too that we haven't looked at just yet. When she hops off, uh, this guy, uh, great. Obviously, mounting is something that we've seen before, but again, 
the things that I'm noticing are just all the little intricacies and details that were not in there in the first one. You know, the detail of the metal, uh, just the way the light hits everything. They've just done a very, very good job upping the, the detail and the fidelity. I mean, even this hose right here, right here, you see this? It has like a snake-like texture on it. You can see almost like a scale, like almost like scale ribbing on the hose. That is, that is awesome. And then under, underneath here again, some, some kind of a cloth or something. Uh, underneath all the metal and wires really really good work from the design team to just add just those little touches just those little touches of realism you get some of that here the 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 skin texture looking realistic textures in the in the in the different cloth that he's wearing and his hat it's just i they've done they've really upped their character design the character design in the first game was magnificent honestly um We've been hanging out for six years. We're trapped, unable to leave. Yeah, my stream is like Hotel California. <laughs> you can't leave. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um. <clears throat> you say ribbed. I knew when I said that that somebody was going to make a make a joke out of it. I knew it. I'm going to let this play for just a second. I'll be right back. Sorry, I'm back. Something I like to do. I t- I've been trying to take my breaks a little bit earlier, and uh, it—it's like one of the coolest things. Like I get to sneak through the house and listen to my wife like teaching my kids. That's like my one of my favorite things to do right now. It's like they don't—they don't really pay any attention to me because I can like I can take a route, but they don't—they uh, don't see me. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee, a bag of light to Demins. Thank you, Demins. I hope that's a real order, <laughs> and you're not just testing the uh, the alerts again. <laughs> um, hopefully, hopefully you're not just testing the alerts again. Um, 
She's like, yay, I am super strong. I think this is one of my favorite moments. I don't like using the word cringe, but this is a little, it's almost like they're intending it to. She's like, yeah, thanks. Okay, going to leave now. (laughs) You know, she's like, she's ready to be done. She's like, yeah, thanks so much. Okay, bye. (laughs) Testing, but it's real too. Okay, okay. (laughs) <laughs> she she's like all right we're done here <laughs> bad enough had enough of this this little arena combat situation <laughs> uh. thanks guys for the great turnout today so many new subscribers and likes we greatly appreciate the support uh don't forget this afternoon we'll be doing another another gameplay breakdown stream of Elden Ring of Elden Ring that will be this afternoon the forbidden foes he looks like somebody him right there I can't I can't pinpoint who it is somebody from a sitcom we only work on the alerts when Demins needs coffee <laughs> Uh, the dialogue in the first game was pretty cringe. I don't agree with that at all. I thought there was really, really good dialogue in the first game. I thought they did a great job with it. One of the things I actually liked doing in the first game was that I, I would actually go and interact with everybody, like and, and listen to their their commentary and and the stuff that they had to say. That that I don't know. That was uh, that was not something typical for me. I typically don't do that. I typically don't find myself listening to dialogue and, and, and caring about what they have to say. Here's another great spot. Here's another great spot. If you weren't here the other day, there's some really, really great... <laughs> there's some great free, <laughs> freeze frame opportunities here. <laughs> some just really great opportunities. She's, uh, she's a little unsure what to think, you know? They're, they're, that's, that's, that's pain, fear and pleasure all mixed together. She's uh she's she's not really sure what she what she thinks about what's happening. <laughs> but uh you know, she gets through it. She gets through it. <laughs> That's a great spot for some freeze frames. Use those for your thumbnails, right? It is a great shot winning game of the year. Yeah. The dialogue was really good in cutscenes and pretty decent for NPC interactions. Yeah, I, th- I thought that I thought the dialogue was fine in the first game. I don't know. Like, I typically don't do the dialogue thing. Right? I typically don't. I don't do the dialogue thing. I, I don't go and listen. I don't. I don't do it. And I actually found it to be enjoyable in the in the in the first game. In the first game, I didn't like how the head moved and the body stayed still when interacting with side mission characters. Yeah, that was actually one of the very common criticisms of the first game. One of the very common criticisms of the first game was that everybody felt sort of like a mannequin. And it was just, it was something that, you know, it they they knew it didn't look and run as well as it could. Um, you know, it... it it wasn't something that they necessarily did on purpose. Like, yeah, we made it bad on purpose. Uh, but they, they definitely, I think 
knew and and acknowledged that that was a pretty common criticism that wasn't that wasn't something that i don't think they were like unaware uh i think they were unaware of it to be to be honest breath of the wild's going to beat it out again yeah here we get a good look at the menu systems and the and the leveling we kind of looked at this a little bit ago so you get it you get a nice look at the menu here um where they go in and they show you so this is this is obviously her the you know the frost blastling so the blastling i don't i don't believe is a new item i think that was in the last game and you could load different things into it like little bombs or whatever and um you can see here it's level it's not even level one yet so this is not because i think these change color later so level one upgrade you bring it in here and it's 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 not even been done okay now down here it's showing it'll increase ammo from 14 to 17 and increase the i think this is oh this is different types so the 14 is i think just like the base level type and then this up arrow i'm not sure what that is i don't know if they explain that but that goes from 30 to 40 and i don't know if they opt to upgrade here or not they did they did opt to upgrade and then they show you the next menu no yeah yeah so it fills it in green right it fills it in green once you've leveled it up so the so the 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 the, the thing that they show you first here it's not green so this has not been leveled up to level one so there is such a thing as basically like level zero so an item before you've done anything to it is level zero and when you come in here it shows you up up top what it would cost to upgrade it so not much, obviously, on and, and you know this is a green one, so this is uncommon. So this isn't a particularly strong one. This is early in the game, no doubt. And you can use fifty metal shards and one braided wire to take it up to, to, to level one. Um, that's the max ammo upgrade. No, later on, no, later on, there's a there. No, down here, the fourteen and the thirty, going to a seventeen and a forty. I, I'm fairly certain the up arrow is a different type of damage because she does something later on in the menu which she's like picking her weapon and it even shows the different ammo types. So here she goes into her outfit upgrades. So again, your armor, she's got on hunter armor, the Nora anointed, it's uncommon. It's level zero, so she's not leveled this yet. She's she's not she's not leveled it yet. Um uh and they've made this more, from where I sit, this is more interactive um, sort of menu system and how, it, and how it comes up. So if you're going to level your armor, similarly to the last thing that we looked at, presently it already has these skills, concentration, regen, and potent medicine. And over here she'll get some resistances. She'll get two to melee and two to impact. And then down here she'll get 18 up from 12 acid, some acid resistance. Now more than likely level one doesn't add anything other than some resistances level two likely adds this over here plus one to concentration and level three likely opens this lock slot which means you can put in a coil of your own to get some kind of a stat bump uh to a particular stat what do you think the third horizon game will be called the last odyssey i have no idea i have no idea so here they show she opts to upgrade, but they don't show you uh, what the results are from that. And here, I think, is when we're going to get a look in a moment. Uh, we'll get a look at 
that was really cool that kickoff there so yeah she that's interesting so she gets control of it with that little move that she does so here she hits it hits it and then springs off of it and then it's like it's on her team because she kills this thing and then it comes over and huh yeah that's another one of the new items there she's holding it the spear that you can throw um because the guy comes over here after the killing like tea bags he like jumps on it these are like little monkeys what was the resource called blaze yeah that green corruption was in horizon zero dawn 2 yeah, but when you took control of something, it wasn't green. You you just took control of them. It didn't, like, have green stuff. She corrupted it or something. But when you took control of something in the first one, it, there wasn't, like, a green smoke. At least not that I remember. Look at the jump. She doesn't hold or touch that pole. Oh, those pterodactyls are pelicans. What difference does it make? Talking about overriding. So there's control and there's overriding. Yeah, because here you can see this guy's got green smoke blasting out of him. So control is blue and what corruption is different? So when you corrupt it, does it just fight against other enemies, like other enemies in the area? Maybe even you? I don't remember using that. Corruption is different from her taking control. So you corrupt them, and then they just fight other things in the area. Because, like, this guy right here, right now, has got green smoke blasting out of him. Yeah, here we get a look at some of the weapons. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, here, here, here you go. All right, now look. Where are the... Oh, that is the arrow. Yeah, that's the arrow. Yeah, so she's on... Yeah, see? This is what I mean. Okay, so this is what I was talking about earlier. So she's using a... a, 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 Let me get get out of the corner here so it's a little bit cleaner. Alright? Okay, so she is using a, a plasma bolt and she's using a plasma bolt caster. Why is there two... It looks like two types of ammo. There's the regular purple and then there's the purple with the up arrow. I'm assuming that's different types of ammo. Like, one is stronger. Maybe one does damage over time. Maybe, I don't know. It doesn't, we we can't tell because of the way the menu is set up here. I don't think that's max ammo. That doesn't make any sense because 16 is lower than 18. So that doesn't make any sense. Like, this, Corruptus was red. It attacks anything. Precision arrows. But it's a bolt caster. So you think when she uses that, it's precision it's precision ammo. It's earlier, she was looking at the the sling thing that like shoots the bombs, and they had the same air up arrow. As if it'll do more, um, it'll do more damage or something. Maybe the damage levels if you charge the shot. Oh yeah, maybe charging it. You have so many so much ammunition for charging and so much ammunition for just shooting it regular I don't know 
because we saw that earlier in the in the same in the in the in the uh, in the menu when she was leveling stuff up. We saw that up arrow, and it was on something green instead. It's the effects that the weapon causes. But it has two different types. Oh, wait. Is that the... No, that's how many bolts she has. That's not just the effect. That's how many bolts. Because when she goes to the next thing... Oh, no, it's stats. Nope. No, it's stats. Look, because this one has 61 impact and 49 acid with the up arrow. This one has 18 purple and 18 purple with the up arrow. It's two stats is what it is. So it's doing two different types of damage. One's, one's at an 18, one's at a 16. So that's not that's not how much how many shots she has. How many shots she has is out here on the corner. She's got one out of a potential 60. So she's now really, really low, right? One out of 60. This is the stats. That's what it is. Okay, so we were mis- I was misunderstanding what in the world these numbers were. So this is the damage on each bolt. 18 of purple and then 16 of purple with an arrow. We don't know what that arrow represents. Because earlier when she was leveling up the one thing, it had green and then had green with an up arrow. No, I'm sorry. It was frost. It had frost and then it had frost with an up arrow. So, yeah, thank you guys for pointing out the ammo count. Yeah, the ammo count's up here. I'm sorry, on the outer circle. So, yeah, these are stats. Because when she switches here to the Iron Eater, you can see it has 61 impact and 49 acid up arrow. Whatever acid up arrow is, right? It, it, It could be, you know impact acid damage so it does more when it initially hits and maybe it does less damage over time I I, I don't know I don't know if anybody's broken down what those symbols mean but this is the this is the 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 iron eater shredder which is like a high like puck that she like whips out of this tool that she's carrying and right now she's got an acid one She's got acid shredders and piercing shredders. So you can see this piercing shredder does no elemental. It does impact and it does tear damage. Now the different ammo is on the wheel. Yeah, it's out here. And then inside here are the stats. Dev said the main story is going to be along as Horizon Zero Dawn. Improved by her armor? Well, actually, if you pay close attention to the UI here, all the stats about the weapon are right here in the middle. You see these diamonds? That's, it's, this thing is a level four. It's blue. It's a blue quality. So it's common, uncommon, rare, I think. I think blue is rare. So this is rare quality, and it's leveled up to level four. It's got two coil slots. Here's the impact and tear uh, stats, and down here it's on triple shredder, but here you can see this one's locked, and this one's locked. These have not yet been unlocked, different ammo types. Now, if you look at the acid one, same thing, level four, different coil slots. It looks like that's the base of uh, of the iron shredder, 
The Iron Eater Shredder is a four with two coil slots, but when she switches the ammunition, you see Acid Shredders, 61 impact, 49 acid, and she's got it set to the Triple Shredder instead of whatever these other two are. Now, we went back and we looked at the Plasma Bolt Blaster is a level two. See how there's only two of the diamonds filled out, and there's two diamonds that are dark and not filled out, and there's a coil that's been unlocked and a coil that's not been unlocked right here. It's like grayed out. And then you can see Plasma Bolts doing 18 purple and 16 purple up arrow. And then down here, she's got three different types to choose from. This one here looks like some kind of a rapid fire because it's got multiple arrows going in the same direction. Spread Blast has all the arrows coming, you know, in. And then over here, all the arrows are pointed at a single crosshair. So this is probably some type of a precision version. And this over here is some type of a rapid version. And that's uh, that's how they have it set up. To, you can have different types of shot in addition to um, in addition to it. What time's your Elden Ring stream so I can block out my schedule? That will be around noon Eastern. Yeah, Creature Creature just told you uh, when we're planning to do that. Yeah, noon Eastern. So in about an hour, roughly. About an hour and 15 minutes or so. Is this on PC? No, Horizon uh, Horizon Forbidden West will be on PS5 and, and, and PlayStation 4. And it'll come to PC likely in about a year to a year and a half. That's my speculation. Uh, they've not confirmed that, but they have... Uh, confirmed their desire to bring PlayStation titles to PC most recently with the very successful God of War port uh, I would imagine that they are going to continue to do a lot of their bigger titles so she switches to the Iron Shredder here and she just she, she throws a couple of shots at him um, something that I just noticed too is right there again just uh, just things I'm picking up on re-watching it the texture change from that acid being on the snake is really impressive. The way that it's actually interacting with the light differently than before it was on there. That's really, really good work. The, the, the art team has just, they have nailed, they have nailed the, uh, the environments, the lighting, the textures. It's, it's very, very good work. Plasma is a damage type like Acid, Frozen Arrows. I think it's the six different damage types. I just wonder... I wonder what the arrow up is. Because you can have Acid, but then you can have Acid with an up arrow. They had Plasma, and then they had Plasma with an up arrow. If I pre-order the game, is it likely to give me the game faster? If you pre-order digitally, usually they let you preload and install the night before. Yes. The shredder looks really weak. It looked like she wasn't using it either properly or or uh, against an enemy that it was supposed to be effective against. Dot probably additional dot. Yeah, either that or you sacrifice dot for impact. Like it hits the up arrow, right? It hits and it does more initial damage. At the sacrifice of maybe less dot damage or something. Preloads a week before? Okay. With an up arrow, that means that enemies that are affected, they have overtime damage of that effect. Oh, so the up arrow does represent dot damage. Damage over time? Maybe that's damage if the enemy is weak to that. Precision value? Yeah, I don't know. 
Precision Creator is saying that the up arrow means it's damage over time. So, it's... Maybe, yeah, that makes sense, right? Like, you get 18 plasma damage, and so it just does plasma damage to anything, and then you know if something's weak to plasma damage to pull that out. But then, it also does plasma damage over time if it has the up arrow. Like, that's a separate damage tick. Extra damage of that type, maybe to inflict that effect on the machine quicker? Yeah, I don't know. I think the damage over time makes the most sense because ice, acid, plasma, they don't inherently do dot damage. They just would do the damage initially so that if you knew something was weak to acid or frost, you would use it. But then if it has the up arrow, you would get the uh, you would get that that damage over time. The upgraded UI and the workbench are way better than Zero Dawn's UI. Yeah, that I agree with. Oh, see, yes, she is, she is, she is somehow, yeah, he's, 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 he's like, maybe he's reasserting his control. See how the green, see the green smoke coming out of him is like, it's like smaller. She does this and then it does it again. And maybe that's what, maybe that's what it's doing is it's, it's like reestablishing that he's going to fight and be, and be, you know, corrupted or whatever. Uh, for her the other video that we've been watching is their uh, their comparison to uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Ice didn't cause dot it caused machines to take increased damage if I remember correctly well if they were sensitive to it and then you could keep hitting them with it and if the little meter filled right it would cause some big explosion of that damage type I may be nitpicking, but I hope the map is not as clustered as the first game. That's actually a common issue with action-adventure games that people bring up, is like, if the map feels too full, too cluttered. Uh, I call it map puke. It looks like they just puked a bunch of icons on the map. Um, Assassin's Creed map puke is a common, you know, complaint and criticism. That was a complaint with Odyssey. It was a complaint with Valhalla. Um, there's just too much. It, it ends up overwhelming the player with a sense of futility. Like, well, I'm never going to get all this done, so why bother trying to be a completionist? So it ends up working against its aims. Now, some people would say, no, it's great. It's there if you want to do it, and then it gives you more more game time. Um, I, it, everybody's a little bit different on that on that subject. <coughs> Just buy the PS4 version, then upgrade to PS5 version for free. You can't get the upgrade unless you can't download the PS5 version until the game's launched. Yeah, that'll mess with your preload for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the wind system in Ghost. The map was uh, nice and clean. Yes, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, I think, did a very good job of not overwhelming the map. Um, limited UI and HUD elements. Uh, you know, defining your path with the wind was very, very... Oh, that was so brilliant the way they did that. How will it look on PS4? So when the full game leaked, so there was like a Horizon Forbidden West full game leak that happened, and when that happened, most of the commentary surrounding that was that it looked really good on PS4. They had to use a jailbroken PS4 um, in order to do it. And so all the footage and all the screenshots that leaked from the full game all came from the PS4. And people said that it, it looked really, really good. Um, so, 
And we've gotten a really, really good turnout today, both from maybe you clicked on the video because it was suggested to you on YouTube, or maybe you did a YouTube search. If you found us fresh today for the first time, we've been breaking down the two videos from IGN, one comparing uh, Horizon Forbidden West to Zero Dawn. That's the one we're watching right now. And the other is like 19 minutes of gameplay or nine minutes of gameplay somewhere in there and um if you're enjoying the show do me a favor and hit subscribe and the bell button hit the like button those are free ways to support the channel uh we have almost 400 likes let's check how many votes we got on the poll over 700 votes already horizon forbidden west new gameplay thoughts great meh and bad 86 percent of you are saying it looks great so if you want to chime in make sure you're subscribed so you can talk in the chat that way you can chime in to the discussion and we appreciate you being here Uh, as we continue to break down the brand new gameplay. This afternoon, we'll be doing another gameplay breakdown, but that will be for Elden Ring, another one of the main games that we cover here on this channel as we anticipate its launch late February. And uh, I am a safe-for-work broadcaster, so a lot of people subscribe and treat me like video game radio. They can throw me on in the background without a worry or concern about like how I'm going to be speaking or talking. So we appreciate you guys... uh, if you're a new subscriber and you've been joining in the conversation today, or if you're a longtime subscriber, or if you're a lurker, we greatly appreciate uh, all of you being here. So thank you so much. We are cruising uh, to 11,000 subs. We just recently hit 10,000 subs. Really exciting to see the channel doing well and growing and meeting lots of new folks. Um, if you want to support the channel directly, there are commands that you can do that and links in the description below our various sponsors, uh, as well as you can click the dollar sign at the bottom of chat. You can do a tip, uh, or you can do a paid membership, and that is uh, another way to support the channel. The paid memberships get you uh, a badge, get you emotes, get you increased access in our Discord. Um, so, okay. Is it just regurgitated gameplay or is it new gameplay? No, it's new gameplay. We've been watching brand new gameplay. So this right here, this video, this video is brand new yesterday. Uh, It's got 653,000 views. Let's refresh and see where it is now. 674,000 views. So this is brand new uh, gameplay, right? And uh, it's 12 minutes, and it shows a lot of great stuff. They outline how there's uh, new new enemy types, new weapons. They show off how uh, the settlements will be more meaningful, side quests, NPC interactions. Uh, it's really, really good. It's a really good video, so make sure uh, it's on IGN, and we've been kind of doing a breakdown video of it t- today, uh, showcasing all the various things you can do. Wow, she takes that guy right off there. I didn't catch that the first time. She clubs him right she clubs him right in the head as he comes across here. Wham! <laughs> Takes out the rider very quickly. Yeah, this is this is IGN's hands-on preview. So it's it's Horizon Forbidden West new gameplay preview is is what we titled today's stream, and that is what we've been giving you a look at uh, today. There's a one-hour version of the preview, which has more info and a little more footage, too. The IGN blog has some new pictures. Yeah, I can't show you those pictures in a good way, though. They make you use their little their little slideshow thing. I, I can't get nice, big, full-screen versions. It's kind of annoying. I don't know why they're being that protective of it. It's like, if everybody has to come to you to get them, I get it, I get it. They get the early access, and they get the pictures, and they want to, you know, they want to 
you know kind of protect the the exclusivity but it's like you know those pictures are really nice and they're officially like branded from gorilla so maybe they'll be on the gorilla website soon um <clears throat> Mm-mm-mm. 3D Huego has a longer video. Is it 4K though, or did he just cat, or did they just capture from the IGN site? Because that'll probably look pretty crummy. A lot of people try to like, like record and redistrib- redistribute the gameplay, and it ends up looking really freaking bad. Like this is a nice 4K video on the IGN channel. <clears throat> Do we but the soundtrack will be just as good. From what I've seen and heard, yeah, I think the soundtrack will be just as good. Yeah. Soundtracks in these games are always magnificent. I was really, really struck by um I'll, I'll look it up then, the the three D Juego one. I was really struck by God of War soundtrack. Uh when I when I was replaying it most recently. I was like, wow, this I couldn't believe how good it was. So they got a 16-minute 4K video, uh, and it is it does it is 4K. They got all their little overlays popping up. That's all. Oh, they keep interrupting and talking though. Yeah, I don't want to watch that. It's the same. It's the same footage. No, it's longer because they've inter- they've interjected themselves a bunch of times. It's the same dadgum footage I'm scrolling now through with my hand. They don't have anything new in their video. It's the same footage. Just instead of seeing this IGN guy, you're going to see them sitting in a room doing their own breakdowns. That's not it's not any different than what we're watching right now. Horizon soundtrack and lore are really good. I haven't seen a game in the last year that isn't a Sony exclusive where I've wanted to buy it. And we're watching why. You haven't seen a game... Hang on, let me read this. We I haven't seen a game in the last year that isn't a Sony exclusive where I wanted to buy it. Oh, so you're saying non... You're saying exclusives to the other platforms don't look as good? Is that what you're saying? It's hard to read that sentence. There's like there's It's like got multiple negatives in it. <clears throat> God uh, of War soundtrack is by McCready... He makes amazing soundtracks. He also did Black Sails. I thought you could shoutcast anything. <laughs> Shut up, Zubair. Um, did you see the Black Wukong? Yeah, I didn't watch it because people said there wasn't anything new in it other than them showing off their technology, which cool. But that's I, I you know, I don't have time. I don't have time for that. I try to watch videos and footage that I can cover here and and break down news, not watch them, you know, do mocap of a cat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that's what I'm saying. They gave Deathloop a 10 out of 10. Well, just because IGN gave Deathloop a 10 out of 10 doesn't mean we can't use them as a reliable source for, you know, reveals and gameplay. I don't I don't think all their coverage is bad or suspect. I mean, IGN's coverage of, of the misconduct at Bungie was PR garbage that was not accurate. Um... <laughs> It was not accurate. That blog was bad. And sometimes their reviews do seem to be way too favorable. I thought their review of Deathloop was way too favorable. It was like, this game was not a a, a 9 or 10 out of 10 game. It wasn't, right? 
but they do a good job of getting early access. I thought their breakdown of the hands-on preview of this was very, very good. As I read through it, I thought it was it was well written. It was it was descriptive. It was like, okay, this is giving me a pretty good picture into like what the game's going to be like and what you know what they're changing. Um, he's saying the only games in the last year worth buying were Sony exclusives. IGN's not trying to ruffle any feathers. I. Listen, you have to take reviews like that with a grain of salt. They get the game early. They want to stay in good with the publisher and the developer. So a lot of the times they're very they're very charitable and kind to the game. You know, I'm not going to slam them for that. I'm just going to say you got to read a lot of their reviews with a grain of salt. They got early access that, you know, they're not going to be too critical. Now, smaller games or games that are just abysmally bad, they do tend to be a little bit more honest in shredding them. Um, but yeah, Deathloop was like a seven to an eight. Like a seven to an eight. Who buys Microsoft exclusives? They're all free on Game Pass. Yeah, I mean that's one of the issues, you know, in general right now is that there are no Microsoft exclusives, and the really big Microsoft exclusive that came out, you don't have to spend any money on it. You know, I saw I saw some guy talking about a paywall in Halo yesterday. I'm like, what freaking paywall are you talking about? There's no dadgum paywall in Halo. Everything's free except for the battle pass and the cosmetics. You can't describe a battle pass in cosmetics as paywall in a completely free-to-play game. Deathloop is a 7 tops. Deathloop 10 was mind-boggling. Yeah. Yeah. They, um... I'm telling you, there was two factors that made Deathloop get, get overly favorable treatment. Number one, we were in a game drought. So it was like a breath of fresh air. It was like, oh my gosh, something new to play. I also think that a lot of those outlets have had to play along with the whims of the culture and they knew they could win cultural points by giving a really, really high score to a game that featured, you know, its its lead antagonist and protagonist was a was a you know, a black man and a black woman. And that right now can can win you cultural points when you really praise that kind of inclusion and diversity. And I think inclusion and diversity should be celebrated, but I don't think that means you treat a game as if well, you're you're terrified to be critical or talk about its, you know, what it what it's lacking. Um, I don't know. I thought Skillup's review was very good. I thought I was pretty fair in a lot of what I had to say about it that the soundtrack, art style, and the gameplay loop and weaving rogue elements into a story was super creative and awesome, but it had a ton of flaws. Um, I thought Skillup did a really good job talking about how it failed to deliver as an action game. It failed to deliver as a time-based game. Um, it, it failed in those regards, and I thought he does. I thought he did a, a very fair job at, at outlining why. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Plenty, stop giving offense right right is that anti it kind of is Abe like there's this like I don't know it was like if we praise the frick out of this game we're gonna win a bunch of culture points like look at the Bloomberg article that that one person tried to write acting like Aloy was the first strong female protagonist that we've ever had they were trying to win cultural points they didn't know what the frick they were talking about there's been plenty of strong female protagonists in, in video games right and there's also been some pretty interesting dialogue surrounding like, well, if you make a lead female character sexy, is that wrong? And there's plenty of women that are like, no, we like the lead character 
to be very feminine or voluptuous or sexy like give us the ability to do that if we want that's our choice or we really feel like it's empowering or good or whatever and then there's other women that would say the opposite they would say well it's become a cliche and a trope and a stereotype for women just to be decorative elements in the video game right there's two sides to the discussion and a lot of people try to create like well we're going to win cultural points by really highlighting this like look at the look at the G4 TV situation as a perfect example of somebody trying and and failing unfortunately they thought they were going to win a bunch of like cultural points and a bunch of support by you know mis mislabeling and generalizing the entire community or criticism under the guise of like oh you're just saying this because I'm a woman right like that's that I think in general is one of the reasons why Deathloop got media darling treatment. I think people thought they're oh we'll win cultural points if we're extremely overly like praising a game because it celebrates diversity and inclusion. Like I I don't know. I can't find anything on Game Pass anymore. Bored after a year. Game Pass is great value, but yeah, eventually it's just it's a lot of the same big titles with like lots of little titles that might not interest you. Um Deathloop has some of the dumbest enemy AI. Well, the enemy AI in Deathloop goes from being completely stupid and dumb to being like aimbots. Like their target acquisition and their accuracy is extremely frustrating at times. And then other times they're just completely stupid. Like they don't even, it's, it's, it swings from one extreme to the other, like frustratingly overly accurate to being absolutely dumb. And I thought Skillet made a good point. He's like, every enemy type is the same. Like, how is this an action game when every enemy type is the same? Halo, Infinite, Psychonauts 2, Deathloop, all overrated by the critics. What's common between these? Microsoft. I mean, that's not a bad observation. Oh, that was cool. I didn't notice that the first time we watched. So she's got like a delayed explosion weapon, uh, a bow here that she, or, or arrow that she uses. Yeah, that's pretty dope. <laughs> that poor guy. I don't know about Psychonauts, but I do think that, like, yeah, Deathloop, Deathloop got media treatment that was completely undeserved. Um, completely un- undeserved. And it was related to multiple facets. Yeah, maybe just wanted to stay in good with Microsoft. Maybe they were trying to win those cultural points of, like, hey, we're giving a 10 out of 10 to a game that was really inclusive and diverse. Um, you know, the the progressive culture is going to love us for this. You know, like the guy, the guy that wrote his article that was like, you know, it's good to finally have a strong female lead that isn't prancing, prancing around in a bikini. And everyone was like, what are you talking about? We've had plenty of strong female leads. And what difference does it make if they're, you know, if, if they're objectified, right? There are people that don't have an issue with that. There are women that don't have an issue with that. So it's not as simple. Tear blast ammo. Oh, it's tear blast ammo. I've not played Horizon Zero Dawn in a super long time, so I forget some of the terminology and some of the ammo types. This video here is a comparison between Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. How is it diverse? Because the main dude was black? Yeah, there are very, very few games where the lead character is a black man or a black woman, and the fact that the two lead characters were both. There was a, the, the, black, uh, the black man was the main lead, and the black woman was the antagonist. There aren't very many games that do that. I don't know if there are any games up until Deathloop that had done that. 
most games the lead is a uh, a white man or a white woman and most of the men are gruff grizzly you know narcissistic and arrogant and a lot of the lead women are you know runway worthy very pretty a lot of times very objectified um even that you didn't give it a second thought i didn't give it a second thought either but when i watched the reveal trailer i was sitting next to a black man who pointed it out to me it was important to him i didn't notice it why that's not a part of my consciousness yet it was my consciousness wasn't raised about it right and so when he when he said that i was like oh i uh i didn't i didn't notice that huh that's interesting miles morales didn't get the death loop treatment yeah, but the difference with Miles Morales was Miles Morales was celebrated for the technical aspects of it. It was better. It actually got great reviews, and it was tacked on to a game that was already massively successful with a super great engine and super great combat mechanics. And, and, and I don't know, like Miles Morales got probably good treatment because it was objectively a very, very good game, and it was iterative on an already very successful game. So that that's that's very different. And Miles Morales was probably, again, one of the very first games to do that. Deathloop was supposed to come out before Miles Morales, I think. It might have been delayed. I can't remember. Was Deathloop a good game? It was a fine game. It wasn't a bad game by any stretch, but it wasn't a 9 or a 10 out of 10. It wasn't a 9 or a 10 out of 10, for sure. Yeah, GTA San Andreas. Right, right, right. There's not been very many games. It's not that there's been no games, but it's not been it's like there's not been very many games is the point. That's that's the point. Is that the D- Deathloop was was a brand new IP with brand new leads and a lot of people were really excited about that prospect. And there's nothing wrong with being excited about it and celebrating it. Like I can celebrate the game for doing something that's super diverse and awesome and then also be like yeah but it wasn't that great of a game (laughs) you know what I mean like I love the movie Black Panther and I know that was like a super important movie to the black community it was a super important movie for young young black boys and girls to go and see I I genuinely thought it was really touching some of the interviews they did with, with with little kids that were really excited about it. It was heartwarming and awesome, and I really related to it because when I grew up, I loved Superman because a dorky guy with glasses could be a superhero, right? And I was a dorky kid with glasses growing up. So there's something about seeing yourself in a hero that's important, and I thought that was great. There were still elements of Black Panther that I didn't like. I thought I thought the way they directed Chadwick to be super like chill and soft spoken, I don't think it translated all that well. I thought it made him really subdued and I thought it made his character less interesting. I thought his character was more interesting in Endgame and Infinity War. Well, I'm sorry, not Endgame, but Infinity War. Um so I can be critical of elements of Black Panther even even as I celebrate its importance and its and its and how good it was. You know what I mean? I wasn't the first just saying. I don't need told that though. I know it wasn't the first. I didn't say it was the first. I said it was a very important movie. Little children didn't grow up and watch Blade for crying out loud. It's not necessarily appropriate. And it certainly wasn't a a movie that was like culturally important at the time. It was certainly cool. And it was obviously very celebrated. But like families weren't crowding the theaters to go watch Blade. (laughs) Like. (laughs) Uh. Uh. 
I received day and date games on PlayStation Plus throughout this year. Not sure Sony's first party, but I prefer to own those games. They should have watched Blade? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't think people were turning Blade into a family affair. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I forgot about the Spears, Abe. That's right. I know, but that's what's being said about it. Well, sure. Obviously, if you saw Blade as a, as a teenager or a young adult, Mo, and that was really cool for you as a black man to see Blade, and then somebody's like, Black Panther is the first black superhero, and you're like, excuse me? No, he's not. Like, I can understand being frustrated by that. To the same degree that people were frustrated by somebody saying, like, Aloy was the first strong female, you know, protagonist. It was like, what the frick are you talking about, right? That's not true. I can definitely see being frustrated by that misrepresentation, but Black Panther was a very different movie. If you actually watch Black Panther and you play close close attention, Black Panther is not about T'Challa. It's about Wakanda. It's about the people and the place of Wakanda. If you really pay close attention, it's not about him. It's one of the more different origin MCU movies. It is not about him. It isn't. What? Look how much screen time he gets. Look how many lines he gets. He has probably as many lines as, as uh, and as much screen time as, 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 um, as Killmonger. <laughs> He's, it's not really about T'Challa. If you, if you watch that movie with a critical eye, it's about Wakanda and it's not about, it's not necessarily about him, which is why recasting him is completely unnecessary. I know people are like, like doing like, uh, what petitions to have T'Challa recast. It's like, you don't have to do that. The lore of the Black Panther secures them in. You can canonize him and and respect him and honor Chadwick and hand off the mantle to, to Mbaku. That's that's it's it's that simple. There are plenty of reasons to give it to Mbaku. He's he's a man of honor. He's brave. He fights. He does what's right. He he could have taken the power power of the Panther, but he doesn't. He lets them know that T'Challa is still alive. Like there's plenty of lore reasons to give it to Mbaku. You will not sully the good name of Wesley Snipes. (laughs) So, I don't know. Killmonger was what the Black Panther movie was about. I don't agree. I don't agree with that either. I don't think it was about an individual character. I think it was about it was about Wakanda. It's a much bigger movie. It was about Wakanda's presence in the MCU, their importance, uh, their role in the MCU. Like it was far bigger than T'Challa or Killmonger. When I first played Horizon, I didn't think anything about strong female character uh, wokeness. To me, Aloy was just a character like any other. And that's, I think that's one of the keys, right? That's one of the keys. Is one of the best ways to have inclusion and diversity is to just do it. Just make really great stories. You know what I'm saying? Just make Forspoken a great game. Make make Horizon Zero Dawn a great game. Make Deathloop a great game. And unfortunately, I don't think Deathloop was that great. I think it was a pretty mediocre game. And it got over more praise than it deserved, largely because of the gaming drought. I think people were dying to play something new and fresh. And I also think the cultural element, it, they, it got treated with kid gloves a little bit. People were hesitant to be critical of it. I think... We, you know, similar things have happened with other games in the past. People are like scared to be critical of a game that that people feel is like culturally important or whatever. This is from the first four hours of the game, by the way. Oh, everything in the footage we've been watching today and breaking down. Wesley Snipes said one of the best lines I've ever heard. You can put a cat in the oven, 
Ah, uh, but that don't make it a biscuit. <laughs> uh, plus, Winston Duke uh, is from my country, so it'll be great to see him get the main role. I love Winston Duke. I've liked Winston Duke uh, since he showed up in Person of Interest. I think he's a very, very good actor. He's got great range. Because he was really, really good in Person of Interest. Very well, super, super understated and underrated character in Person of Interest. And then, and then he's in the movie um, Us, the scary one um, from from Jordan Peele. Uh, and then I thought he was great in uh, in Black Panther and uh, Infinity War. I think he's great. I think Winston Duke has very good range, and I think it'll be great for him to take take over the mantle. I think it'll be a great juxtaposition because him and Shuri don't get along, and she'll be helping him learn how to use the suit and the powers and stuff, and he'll be all clumsy. And she'll be making fun of him. Like, it's not about brute strength anymore. It's about finesse and agility, which is something that won't be familiar to him. I think it'll be a really, really good arc. I loved Horizon Zero Dawn and probably would have loved it uh, if it was a man as lead. However, one of the things that made it great was Aloy. She's a well-developed character that I grew to love. Yeah, I think she I think she does a great job, especially with how they set up the connection of her like trying to find her mother. I feel like that that story hits different because she's a young woman looking for her mom. I do. I think it hits different. I think it wouldn't have worked in the same ways. It would have worked just fine, but it wouldn't have worked in the same ways had it been a, had it been a man. It just it's different. The, a daughter's connection with her mother isn't the same as a, as a young man's connection with his mother. I mean, anybody who sees children interact with their parents knows this. <clears throat> I hope there's an us part two. I thought they were gonna. I thought they had plans to do that. Um, so blue joystick. Yeah, there you go. Joystick upgrade. Uh, let's see here. Aloy is a perfect female lead, not overly masculine like Abby. What what's the problem though? And what is what do you mean by masculine? You'd have to define what you mean by masculine. Cause she's strong, she's assertive, she's got she she uses the resources around her to make great armor and weapons. Um, she's brave. I don't I don't understand. What would overly what do you mean by overly masculine? Like, I don't you'd have to define what you mean by that. And how you feel like that particular character crossed that crossed into that category? Mm-mm. Mm. Let's get this description of the next stream going. I'm scheduling the next stream, so I'm not going to be able to see what's being said in chat for just a second. Elden Ring, and we'll go gaming news, Elden Ring news, two different playlists. We brought a lot of organization to the channel yesterday. Uh, If you're interested in all the various games that we cover, we've got them broken down now into playlists, so everything's in one spot for you. If you're super interested in one game but not another, we've we've, we've tried to bring that, uh, that organization for you. All right, scheduling the Elden Ring gameplay stream. Okay, there it goes. Save image. Uh, 
low latency. There's that. Come out here and redirect. Uh, let's see. Duh, duh, duh. Did he define what he meant? Uh, exactly what I'm saying. I'm sure they would have made a great story with a guy as the lead, but they nailed it with Aloy. She's an excellent lead. Yeah, yeah. There's, oh, so Jeff B is the one that said it. Just the masculinity was a bit too much, but I liked your character. But you've not defined masculinity. What do you mean by masculinity? Like, as it's defined, masculinity means qualities or attributes regarded as the characteristics of men. Handsome, muscled, driven. He's a prime example of masculinity. So you felt she was, what, too muscular? Is that is that the issue? Is that she was too muscular? Be, I mean, being driven or handsome, obviously handsome subjective, like a more androgynous person might be considered handsome and pretty almost equally. There are many women IRL who are more muscular than Abby. I don't think Abby is overly masculine. She's muscular because she has to be in the world. I think Abby got hate because most of the complainers didn't play the game and thought she was this character. Oh. She does give off masculine energy, but not in this way. Right. I just think there's people... I mean, there's people and persons out there that are more muscular and you know, maybe they're not as fair and like almost what would be the word? Like not delicate. Delicate's not the right word. I don't like the word dainty. That sounds like it's insulting, but there's a, there is a big difference between a very thin framed, very precise ballet dancer and like a woman who's into bodybuilding, right? They're built different. Their muscular is different. They, like their musculature is sometimes different. Even their hands and their, you know, their shoulders, their jawline, all will look very different because of how they've conditioned their body. Right? One's a very fair and thin framed ballet dancer, and the other is is lifting weights, you know, at an Olympic level or something. Right? And so, the 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 nature of the discussion to me breaks down if that's the only thing you're using. If that's the only thing you're using, it's like, well, that's masculine. I I think it's far different than that, right? It's like, well, just because someone's muscular doesn't mean that they're masculine. There's plenty of very muscular women that do like uh, American Ninja Warrior. And I've watched that show sometimes and been like, man, that, you know, she's really strong, but also very feminine, very pretty, long hair, like, again, face shape, jawline, you know, frame, all of that. Ronda Rousey's muscular, but I wouldn't say she's masculine. Yeah, yeah, Ronda Rousey's very muscular. A lot of the MMA fighters, I wouldn't consider them to be masculine. Masculine, they're just muscular. Like they just have muscular frames because of how they've conditioned their bodies. Yo, what's good, Jeratol? 
Mona has very clearly never been kicked in the head by a ballet dancer. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't want to be kicked in the head by a ballet dancer. They're usually very strong in a completely different way when you look at their body, right? What they do takes years of practice conditioning and a lot of their stabilizer muscles have to be way stronger than the average person. Um, but they don't look strong when you look at them. You would think, oh, they're they're dainty and frail and then they'd, you know, they'd, they'd kick you and you would, you would be like, oh my gosh, you broke my arm, right? Yeah, yeah. Not just iron toes, like their leg muscles and stuff. Their core strength is insane. Ballet dancers are incredibly strong. Uh, uh, competitive cheerleaders are very strong. And you wouldn't look at them and think that they're masculine, but boy, oh boy, if they kicked you, if a, if a female soccer player kicked you, you would, you would want to die. It would hurt real bad. And they're super strong. They're very muscular, they're, but in different ways. I don't know. I think like the idea this is this is what it is. I think there's like traditional western beauty standards that certain women don't fit into and so you don't know what to call it. So you call it masculine, you recoil, maybe you're maybe you're nasty about it, maybe you use pejoratives uh, to insult them, but it's just like well no, it's just they're just different than what you grew up with. You think that, you know, the beauty standards are, you know, if you're old enough, you know who Cindy Crawford is. If maybe you're a little bit younger, you're thinking of like the Kardashians or you're thinking of like um, Kate Upton. Uh, these are these are people that you would consider to be like the pinnacle of beauty. You might you might think that uh, maybe like if you're like me, I'm really into like a very, very strong jawline and pretty eyes like Gal Gadot or uh, Kira Knightley or Anna Kendrick. I would say these are these are some of the most you know beautiful uh, Monica Bellucci, right? These are some of the most beautiful people in existence. That would be my opinion, right? But a lot of that's just rooted in traditional beauty standards and things that I grew up with. That's just what I consider to be pretty. Now that doesn't mean if somebody walks onto the set of a movie with a bald head and a muscular form that I'm like, Oh, they're masculine. I'd be like, well, they're muscular, they're tough, they're strong, but they could still be very feminine. I mean, I it it's I don't know. It, a lot of it's subjective and it's it's down to what you've established as what you think is attractive and is not. And that you're well within your right to think in that way. You just need to do it in a way that's not done as either dismissive or insulting or like almost like a pejorative. Like, well, you're a blah blah blah. It's like, well, what good does that do just because it's not your preference? If you don't meet the traditional definition of feminine, you aren't feminine. That doesn't mean you are without worth or beauty, but it does mean you aren't feminine. Well, right, and that's what gets trouble is like, that's what that's what gets you into trouble sometimes, is it's like, well, these definitions, are they wh- how are we using them? Right? If I looked at, if, if we look up the word feminine and I describe somebody as not being feminine, right? Feminine is having the qualities or appearance traditionally associated with women, Right? Uh, duh, 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 duh. It's it's regarded as like female and feminine, but again, it's like who gets to define that? Because if you look at like traditional art, women were more shapely, they were more full figured, they you know they had bellies, you know they because that some of that was considered a sign of wealth and prosperity to not be frail and gaunt, to be more full figured. 
So you would look at a lot of the old traditional paintings and you would think many of the women are fuller figured, you know, they have like a pooch belly, they're very shapely, and you'd be like, well, that's not very feminine. Well, back then they sure thought that was feminine, they thought that was beautiful. So they would have described that as feminine. They would see really, really thin, very, very frail looking models, like supermodels of today, and they would say, that's not very feminine. So feminine's culturally and and honestly chronologically contextual. Like, w- what era do you live in? What time period? What what uh, you know? What part of the world do you live in? There would probably be even areas of the world where they look for a woman with very big, broad hips because they want to have children. You know what I'm saying? That's what they consider to be feminine. Um. The fact that norms change doesn't invalidate the norms we currently have. We know what our norms are. Yeah, I just think that's one of the challenges, though, is because we have norms, and this is what typically happens, Zabair, the, the the average person that speaks in this way, well, that she's masculine or she's not very feminine. They're doing it in sort of a dismissive, nasty way. They're not doing it just to have, like, clear categories. They're doing it to be nasty. Well, right now, in 2022, the more traditional understanding of femininity is that you won't be broad-shouldered, muscular, and super strong and driven. You'll be more thinly framed and shapely, you know, hourglass figure, busty, you know, buxom, you know, with with longer hair, you know, and then, and, and, and again, then when someone's like, oh, well, she's not feminine enough, they're typically, at least in my experience in these conversations, they're using it as a, as a pejorative. They're trying to be dismissive or, or unkind. They're trying to insult uh, or be, they're trying to be critical. They're trying to be critical. I guess that's the point, is that it's almost never used in an intellectual way. Because sure, you could pull up the, the models of a character and say, here is a more feminine designed character. Here's a more masculine designed character. And you're not being insulting. You're just being descriptive. That almost never happens in these discussions. When someone's like, yeah, such and such character is just too masculine. What you're basically saying is, is she doesn't look pretty enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like there's so much baked into those statements that that's why I'm always going to kind of push back and be like, what do you mean they're too masculine? What do you, what do you mean by that? What's the, what's the deal? What's the problem? What, you know, is that a bad thing that a, a woman's got short hair and a really pronounced jaw and really strong arms and she starts beating people up and she's got more of a grizzled, like visceral feel to her well of course she's not going to feel very feminine she's 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 kind of almost animalistic when you when you when you see them in that environment like i've seen footage of the character y'all are talking about she seems more visceral more you know more more grizzled and rough and and violent and obviously that's not very uh traditionally speaking that's not very feminine so and there's also extremes, right? Like when people were photoshopping Aloy, people were taught, you know, trying to make her look like something off of like a Maybelline commercial or a makeup, like a like a like an advertisement for makeup or something. Uh, and it looked ridiculous. It was like that's not what she would look like, you know. I even joked earlier. I think her eyebrows are very full and very well shaped, and they probably wouldn't be. <laughs> That's fair. The first thing you did was ask for a definition. That puts the burden on the speaker to clarify if they are just calling her not hot enough. 
That's exactly right. That's why I started with the question, like, what's what's the issue here? Do you not like her because you think women in games are supposed to be super feminine and hot? Or do you think it was a disruption of the character? Like, if we would have booted up Horizon Forbidden West and Aloy shaved her head and was, like, suddenly built like a like a muscle-bound bodybuilder, you could have made legitimate criticisms and be like, why'd you do that to the character? That's a complete subversion of our expectations. She looked so great in the first game. It was a part of what, like, her past, the hair, the, the outfit, like, where she came from. She You know, she looked like somebody from from out there like out there in the wilds like an outcast that, that that's a part of who she is and if you changed her appearance that dramatically i think people could have made legitimate criticisms that like you kind of turned her into like a a masculine bodybuilder which doesn't make sense but to just pick a random character and be like yeah they're too masculine well, what why what, what, what too masculine compared to what ideal why can a character not be masculine what's the problem with that i wasn't trying to demean abby or women like her. I just thought her character was used to push social justice warrior why Aloy wasn't. Right, but then see, that would be a narrative criticism, wouldn't it be? That would be a narrative criticism. If you didn't agree with their narrative decisions in Last of Us 2, that's a narrative criticism. Not necessarily like, oh, Abby's too, Abby's too masculine. Abby has broad shoulders and a narrow waist with strong upper body muscles. That's the definition of masculine. Right, I'm not I'm not worried about properly defining her body shape. I'm talking about why is it why is it a problem? Why is it a negative that she is masculine or too masculine? Why is that a problem? And he just said it was a narrative issue. And he hasn't really defined what he means by social justice warrior, but I'm reading into it. I'm anticipating that he had issues with the narrative and the story choices. Eloy's not my cup of tea, but that's okay. I'm not playing it for how she looks. Yeah, I mean I don't know. You can. St- I think you could still admit that she's that she's pretty. They've designed a pretty character. Mm-mm. Tell me you didn't play Last of Us Two if you think Abby is woke. To me, Abby ain't my cup of tea. Depends on what you find attractive. But here, but no, no, no. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You've got to get underneath that. You need to get underneath that expectation. You're speaking with like an, uh, an an a priori assumption that women in video games should be attractive to you. Do you hear it? You see what I'm saying? Do you hear the problem with that? There's like an undercurrent base level assumption that when you play a video game and a woman walks into the scene, she should be attractive. Right? You're not saying it, but you kind of are. I'm not saying that you're saying it in a mean way or that you're being nasty or that you're a quote-unquote incel or whatever. I think that gets thrown around way too much. The, The point is, though, is there is a very common, unspoken, undercurrent of assumption that if a woman's in a video game, she needs to be pretty. All you have to do is look at the criticisms of Aloy and those stupid photoshopped images that were floating around that were not memes. They were genuinely people saying, this is what she should look like. Why? Because they are operating on the base level assumption that if you put a woman in front of me, you better make her attractive. That is a very common undercurrent assumption in the gaming community within, the, within men that play video games. 
Now, there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. If you like to play a video game and make your character like a hot waifu, you want to make her shapely and voluptuous and, and sexy, that's totally fine. That's your choice. But that does not then therefore mean that every character in a game is there to be your, you know, I guess you would call it eye candy. You know what I'm saying? That's not necessarily what they always need to be. You can have a range of of what people look like because you know that's what that's real life. Like when she goes to all these various settlements, there's there's tall people, there's short people, there's full figured people, there's people with dark skin, tan skin, light skin, like all across. And no one's gonna play the game and be like, I can't believe I go into this town and everybody's not walking around looking like a supermodel. Why? Well, because that's just a natural undercurrent understanding. You're like, well, it's just there for, you know, people walking around in the background noise. But for some people, when there's a main character or a lead character in a game, and if it's a woman, they have this idea in their mind that, oh no, they should be attractive. They should be hot. That is definitely a thing that is that is out there in sort of the ethos of gaming. It's not every gamer, it's not every male gamer, but that's a common narrative idea that is, it's, it's, it's built, it's baked in, it's an undercurrent. You don't even really realize that it's there. You know, you don't really, you don't really even know how to verbalize it. You just naturally recoil when a main character or a lead character in a game is, is, is maybe not a, a, a traditionally pretty woman. And, and you don't, you, and then you, you're critical of it. And it's like, well, what's, why is that a problem? I don't understand. Like when you watch a TV show, if somebody comes in the room and is more masculine and less feminine, do you suddenly feel like the TV show is bad? This is how the entertainment industry works. It's not just video games. Well, sure. That's 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 been well established over the years, and even that's changing to a certain degree. You're talking to a lot of men who grew up with busty Tomb Raider games in the late 90s. It's sort of baked into them by now. I think that's one of the more helpful elements that you have to establish here that that does not excuse disgusting behavior. Like if you're a generally disgusting human being and you go say nasty things to women on the internet, then you don't just you you need therapy and you need to analyze your life, right? You're a, you're an awful person, okay? But to the rest that have had this sort of baked into their assumptions about entertainment, about video games, about representation, there is, I think, a certain level of understanding that's helpful to say, listen, since the dawn of video games, music videos, TV shows, and movies, you have been sort of given this idea that that's what women are here for they're here to be gawked at they're here to be decorative and pretty like how many music videos you got some guy singing and dancing and pointing at the camera and he's surrounded by just absolutely gorgeous women with every inch of their body hanging out right like that's a very common trope well if you see that in a, a video and another video and another video and another video and you're you know you're 14 or 15 years old and over the course of the next 15 years you consistently see that i think it's generally pretty stupid and naive for a lot of these men and women who turn and want to scold men as if what do you i don't understand like let's look at it from another angle 
a lot of times you'll hear the narrative that like women have been given such unobtainable beauty standards all these years in the culture it's affected them psychologically and they have eating disorders and issues with self-esteem and psychological problems that is true do you know what's also true there's another side of that coin where there's also very negative effects that it has had on men young boys that grew up seeing all these unobtainable beauty standards put in front of them you don't think that shaped their view of the world you don't think that shaped their view of people and women and relationships of course it did so you don't get the claim that like poor women frail damaged women in this power patriarchy structure and everything's been bad for them and look how awful their life has been what do you think that has also subversely communicated to men we're all in this together we've all gone through a you know 20 plus years of subversive unspoken maybe not even intentional indoctrination about beauty standards and bodies and relationships and and people we've all gone through it it's not like oh it's just it's all men they're to blame they're bad they're evil it's like well no they've gone through the same nonsense that you have and it affected them it affects their expectations how they approach video games how they approach movies how they criticize a person or a, a video game character it's they've gone through the same thing you have and deconstructing that is really difficult it is ask anybody who has struggled with their body image or their body positivity or eating disorders it's you got to deconstruct that sometimes through like professional therapy to get to a place where you have a sense of body positivity and you do think that you're pretty or handsome or have value or whatever and to the same degree, men need to deconstruct those presumptions uh, and assumptions that they have developed over the years f- by consuming lots of media and maybe even other types of media that can be very damaging to you psychologically that's communicated to you that that's those are the standards, that's how it should be. Women are here for you to enjoy both visually and physically, and that's all they're here for. That's been that's been sort of downloaded into your brain and your schema of the world for the past 20 years and if you don't deconstruct that then it can have a bad effect on the way you view games people and the world it's horrible just be a dude with a small member watch out people judge man Right, like, I mean, think about it. Like, a lot of women, that's their go-to insult, right? I've been insulted. I've literally been recently insulted for my height by a woman who who doesn't like me and and, and, descri- and and made fun of my stature. Let a man do that and see how, see how far he gets insulting a woman's body. Like, let's see how well that goes for a man. You see what I'm saying? There's double standards on both sides, like, with how this breaks down women can get on dating sites and insist that they only want to date a tall man but if a guy gets on there and says well he wants a busty blonde he's a pig right what do you mean he has preferences you're allowed to have preferences you want to date a a tall guy with dark eyes and dark hair or maybe you want to date a guy that's tall and 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 dark skinned or tan right so a short pale skinned guy like doesn't get a chance well you're allowed to have your preferences but if a guy gets on there is like i'm looking to meet you know, I, I like blondes, I like busty women, but then he's a pig. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. 
wait a minute, this cuts both ways. Like, we're allowed to have our own preferences and standards, right? The biggest turn that's happening right now, if you're not paying attention, is a lot of the women who complained about objectification and over-sexualized characters in video games, they didn't like when video game companies could make money on objectification and sexualization. They didn't like that. Well, but now they're all on Fan House and OnlyFans. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. You can use Fan House and OnlyFans to make a living. That that's that's completely well within your right. I'm not judging. I'm just saying, wow, your uh, your standards and your morality seem to move very quickly when you could make a buck. Your ethics, your morals seem seem to shift real quick when all of a sudden you could make a buck off of it. Don't objectify women unless, of course, I can objectify myself and make money. But if a video game company does it, it's suddenly a problem. I thought Amaranth was very good to blast, you know, Purple for that. Purple Platform's inconsistency on that. Like, she gets blasted for what she does, but people play video games all day long with that kind of content in it. Like, a video game can have all these women scantily clad in it, but, like, Amaranth's like, but I can't? What's the difference? We don't like real women. We like video game women. I thought she was good to blast him for that. And then it suddenly clicked for me. I was like, yeah, a lot of these women that were all against objectification of women in a video game, it's suddenly okay when you can attach a price tag to it that makes you money. Now it's fine. Five years ago, it wasn't fine. It's all changing. There's even people out there right now that are like, we don't care if you put that in your video game. We're totally fine with it. We want, we want women in video games to be hot, right? Like, no one's, no one's established the rules right now, right? There, there, there is not some established rule set about, like, what's okay and what's not. It really comes down to the, the culture. Like, what's the culture saying? What's, 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 the, uh, what's the prevailing opinion? Can a video game be popular and do that still? What's well, like, I think, honestly, I think we're going to have a, a new rise of that in games. I think you're going to see a rise in it. Because I think now more people are saying, no, that's empowering, right? That's empowering and good for women to be able to do that and to celebrate their bodies. I think that's, I think that's the next wave. I think it, it was like this big, huge wave, and it was a trope and a stereotype. People pushed back on it, and it's kind of subdued. But it's going to come back with a surge of success because the general prevailing cultural thought now is, no, that's totally fine. Open up a fan house. Open up an OnlyFans. It's totally fine to objectify your body and make money off of it which then means it's okay to do in video games as well which then means it, it all the arguments we had five years ago about this are now null and void the goalposts have moved that fast in half a decade it's now totally fine and everything we said five years ago about video game tropes and women in video games th- th- that th- the matter is not settled the matter is not settled it's an on it's an ongoing discussion it's an ongoing one. I don't want to play a character that looks like uh, this guy from Misery. Well, I mean, th- again, that's just. This is why cultural determination of morality is dangerous. It's whimsical at best. Yeah, in a matter of five years, the whole dialogue has changed on it. The same people that were criticizing women objectifying themselves on streams now have fan houses the same women in a matter of five years they've completely changed their opinion on it the same women who were really really angry about objectification of women in video games they now have fan houses and only fans why well because that well if you can make money 
It's a very, it's a real quick change on your thoughts on it. You're like, well, I guess this isn't so bad because I can make money off of it. So the, the the dialogue around video games is already shifting once again. I'm already seeing threads. I'm already seeing forum posts and blog posts and tweets from people being like, we're totally fine with this. You can make make women in video games super sexy. We don't care. We like that. Five years ago, that wasn't the case. At the end of the day, it's up to the devs to create stories and worlds and to fill those worlds with characters that make sense and not fill them based on other standards. Well, sure, but I mean, when you look at a game like Lost Ark, it doesn't make much sense for women to be, you know, scantily clad and running around with their biddies out, but they certainly do. Like, that's the thing. That's that type of game. That's the art style, right? That's that you got guys running around in that game in full tank armor looking like they carved their armor out of like dinosaur bones and and brick mortar walls and then you got women running around in lingerie like that it that's that again is a, is a it's a cultural thing it's that waifu culture like people want to make their character a really hot woman like that's just like a thing it does in the world they've created well, I mean, I guess you can say it makes sense in the world they've created, but it kind of doesn't. It's a world full of demons and warriors and fighting, and none, none of the men look like that. <laughs> none of the men look like that. They they look like they're going to war with, with mystical, spiritual, deadly forces. <laughs> it's fine to make characters sexy unless they're M&Ms. That has led to some of the best memes I think I have ever seen. <laughs> That has led to some of the best memes I think I've ever seen. That whole situation. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> morality is a social construct too. No one asks if a lion has morality. Oh golly. How many conflations can you jam into two sentences? Scantily clad women in armor make sense in that world. That's the world they've created. You're imposing our world into theirs, if that makes sense. No, I'm not imposing my world into theirs. They've created a world where you have to take big weapons and tons of armor out into battle to both do damage and protect yourself from damage. There are insane big beings that you know spew out fire and, and ice, and you wear all these things to protect yourself against it. But the women are like, no, I'm fine. I'll just wear lingerie. Within the world they've created, it's nonsensical. It's nonsensical. I put on armor in that game and it protects me. There's resistances. There's all these different things. And I what, what I get what I... There's a, there's a realism there that breaks down for me. Like, you're literally swinging giant swords and casting magic against enemies that have different armor types and different things protecting them, and so do you. But when it comes to the women, they're like, well, no, I can, I can put on a, a, a teddy or, 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 or a nighty, and I'm fine. <laughs> is it unbelievable that they have lingerie that's protective? Yeah, it is unbelievable, based on literally every other art piece in the game, every other aesthetic piece in the game. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. You're simply asserting it makes sense in the world that they've created. That's that's an assertion. That's not argumentation. You'd have to argue it from the very world they've created. Like, look at the enemy types. Look at the weapon types. Look at the look at how the armor functions. Look at what the armor does for you in the game. And the fact that you like take it off is doesn't make any sense. 
if there's been, I've played plenty of games and you don't get to the end game like this is really hard let's take our clothes off <laughs> like that's that's in general in RPGs and games where there is weapons and armor you don't take your clothes and armor off you leave it on <laughs> it's because it protects you that would be like saying oh well she can run around with a dinner fork and fight it makes sense in the world they've created no it doesn't everyone's running around with big giant swords and shields and axes and spears why is she running around with a dinner fork oh it's magically imbued (laughs) what it visually doesn't make any sense everyone's running around with swords and and spears and shields and axes the size of of like twice the size of their body and if somebody was running around with a dinner fork or a butter knife you'd be like that doesn't make any sense yeah, because it's completely antithetical to all of the other design elements of the game. <laughs> I'm just going to take my clothes off and run around in lingerie. It makes sense in the world we've created. No, it doesn't. You do it because it's pleasing to the eye. That's why they do it. This is really hard. Let's take our clothes off. <laughs> uh, I'm not criticizing it. I'm just calling a spade a spade. They don't let you put on, like, a lingerie outfit in Lost Ark because it makes sense in the world that they've created. You can shovel that somewhere else. That's not true at all. (laughs) I mean, I talked about how it's a little ironic. It's almost as if the women are so strong they don't need armor and the men are so weak that they need tons of it. But, like, obviously I'm being cheeky. That's not necessarily a real assessment of of what's going on. It makes sense in the world they've created to sell micros. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Obviously, women have silky smooth skin, so any damaging hits they would take, it just slides right off. Men can't be bothered <laughs> with skin care. That's right. That's what it is. Yeah. Their skin is naturally, naturally, uh, extremely strong. That's exactly right. Uh. Uh. I don't have a particular side in in either side of this by the way. I don't I don't necessarily think you one one's too much or or too little of the other. I think people doing only fans and fan house need to heavily consider what they're doing because of the long-term effects it can have on you um exposing that side of yourself to the internet for money. I think that needs to be heavily considered. I don't think people are considering it. I think it's a bit of a gold rush right now. It's like, ooh, I can make tons of money with with, with my body, right? Well, you're, you're, you're thinking in the short term. In five or ten years, are you going to feel the same way? Five years ago, you had a serious problem with this. Now you don't. Okay, well, in five years, are you going to feel the same way? Like, you literally did a 180. Your position on this 180 well in 5 or 10 years is it going to happen again and are you going to regret all these videos and pictures being out there you got to consider that you better be sure that this is okay because all it took was dollar signs in a couple of years for you to change your mind so what do you think is going to happen when the dollar signs aren't there or the demand for your pictures and videos go down all of a sudden you might be less okay with it and you're going to feel a lot of shame and embarrassment maybe not but you better consider it long term Same thing with entertainment. Long term, we need to consider the effects it will have to have people represented in ways like that. Long term, is it good or bad? We got to consider that. 
if it's just completely disproportionate and exaggerated and overdone it can have an effect i believe that it has and it will continue to have an effect if we don't really monitor it and think about it and deconstruct it you got to think long term if you're only ever thinking short term you're you're always going to you're always going to suffer you know suffer consequences because you haven't considered the pros and the cons you're just living a reactionary driven by the whims of the world life like you're not grounded in anything it's like well this this year this is the hot thing so i'm doing this and in four or five years there'll be something else that they expect people to do to make money and something right now that you swear you wouldn't be okay with you're suddenly okay with because it's attached to a dollar sign you better be careful because if that's the driver if that's the driver then nothing is off the table and you're just you're just molded clay in the culture's hands getting shaped into something else every couple of years because well now it's totally accepted there's a whole new website and there's a whole new trend of people are doing x y and z for money and something you swore you'd never do you're now doing well are you the, are you the, are you master of your own domain and destiny are you being molded by the whims and the desires of the culture cuz well dollar signs are coming along with it you better be careful you better be careful. If your ethics and your morality bend to the dollar signs, then nothing is off the table. Nothing. Can we talk about how death blows and Sekiro's don't make sense? Why would we say that death blows and Sekiro don't make sense? You literally are infected with dragon blood, die and come back to life. Like what 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 are we trying to make sense of? You have a prosthetic arm that can literally do things that right now with modern technology we can't even do. You can you can, you can actually do things in that game with a prosthetic. It's it's taking place in like what pre-Mongol empire like samurai like and you have a prosthetic that can do things that you can't even do with today's prosthetics. Come on. You're cherry-picking something to be realistic. It doesn't make any sense. You literally kill people in that game and they come back to life. Like, it's part of the game's lore. Are we talking about NFTs now? <laughs> Listen, I gotta take a quick break and we're gonna shift gears to the new Elden Ring. Uh, we're gonna shift gears to the new Elden Ring gameplay footage. Alright? I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Smash the like button. Hit subscribe. If you haven't hit subscribe yet and you've been enjoying the conversation today, I am safe for work. And so you can click subscribe and you can be a part of what we do here every single day. A lot of people treat me like video game radio because I am safe for work. They can throw me on in the background. If you want to support me directly, there's a dollar sign at the bottom of the chat box that can let you send a tip or become a paying member. But subscribing is free. Smashing the like button is free. We're also sponsored by 80s Tees. I'm always wearing a shirt from there, so you can use the shirt command or the link below in the description. Those are displates. Same deal. Command. You can use that or the description below for a great discount on displates. And then order some of our coffee. That's not a sponsor. That's not some other company. That's mine and my wife and kiddos ship it to you with a little thank you note. So you're supporting a small family business when you order that coffee. And we've already had some great sales today. I've been sampling the flavor that we're going to use for our our spring summer flavor because our our uh, fall holiday flavor is running low. The Christmas the Christmas blend is running low. So get those orders in. All right, I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.
what happened to the horizon chat not that i'm complaining well i mean two hours and 40 two and a half hours on horizon i think is enough time <laughs> i think i think two and a half hours is enough time on one game and gameplay footage i think we really got plenty of uh plenty of great use out of uh the horizon forbidden west footage okay um i cut someone's spine and they don't die a coup de papa in Sekiro, I fight an ape without a head, and he hits me with a sword the size of a Volkswagen Beetle, and I heal myself by drinking from a magical gourd that refills itself, and you're worried about the death blows. <laughs> you're worried about the death blows. I chop off a giant gorilla's head. And that gorilla <laughs> keeps fighting, and he he's good with the sword. It's a gorilla that throws poop at me. He can poop on command, and he's good with the sword after I chop his head off. And you're worried about death blows being unrealistic. Homie. <laughs> you earned this, says Eugene. Death blows and Sekiro's don't make sense. What a stupid SOB. <laughs> okay, let's uh let's let's switch let's shift gears here to the next stream. Um Let me feature Elden Ring there. I'm going to give you guys a link just in case the redirect doesn't work, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you chop. You get your arm chopped off, and just some random guy like attaches a prosthetic, and you're like good to go. Um, have you seen the latest Elden Ring footage? Yes. No. We are breaking it down live. I'm going to try a different format for the tweets that I've been sending. Uh It's just like the armor. I just want a single death blow compared to three phase. Yeah, but you're arguing your preference and you're trying to leverage realism in a game that has virtually none. Like, I get where you're coming from, homie. I didn't like it either when, like, guys came back and Madam Butterfly came back to life. I didn't like it either, but (laughs) you're trying to leverage realism. The game doesn't have realism. Holy crap, there's a bunch of people already waiting. Alright, here we go.
Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of SNTR Gaming Live, and we are breaking down new Elden Ring footage and gameplay that came from the Taipei Game Show, and we wanted to take a look at this. I also have some notes from parts of the interviews. If you like my Elden Ring coverage, make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button. Here at the beginning of the stream, what we like to do is give you a very, very quick breakdown. I also am going to redirect everybody from 